Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Hang on a minute. I'm c- just, just wait there a second, young Sam. Don't just wait there a second. I'm all over the place. I was going to be all. I was all. I was thinking I'm all ready to go. I'm all set. And, uh, oh, there we go. I haven't plugged my bloody thing in. Let's start again, shall we? Here's Mr. Elvis Costello. Thank you. contain poo oh <clears throat> there's a story huh straight in there guys straight in illegal cigarettes could contain feces that's a posh word for sh1t experts say now are they are they cigarette experts or are they fe- fecal experts mm. um never smoke a cigarette in prison are these your rules for life oh god why would you 
How do they get that cigarette into prison, Catherine? I think you can buy them in prison these mm, days. Yeah, but do you know where, how they, no. Well, no. Well, here's they never the took thing. shop. Here, no, no, no. Here's the thing. In Wales, they've banned smoking in prisons. Oh, Scotland are about to. And uh, it, 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 Scotland are going to, I think, next year. And England, uh, they're trialling it in four prisons. But no, I don't think they have um, tuck shops. Um, if, cigarette, cigarettes, of course, are currency. They don't have uh, money uh, in prison. It's all done on bartering. And one of the biggest, uh, uh, you know, tools for bartering is cigarettes. But cigarettes, they, they can only be smuggled in one way. One way to smuggle it in. Those ones are definitely containing faecal matter. Which, by the way, is a great name for a band, guys. Um, but yes, yeah, so they're going to ban cigarettes in prison because of the secondary smoke that the prison officers are inhaling. I think that's a good thing. Mm. I think that's a sensible thing. Because, after all, it's their workplace. But then um, the prisoners are going to get angry and they're going to riot and there's going to be a riot tonight in the local county jail. Could they not have a smoking room? Um, no. You know, with bars on it. They, well, um, they'll all be vapists, won't they? They'll all become vapid it's an interesting it's an interesting moral dilemma and there are of course those um idiots who think well you go to prison you lose all of your rights no 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 that 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 that, that it, but by um um uh, hitting them with a metaphorical rod um you are causing resentment and uh, there is zero rehabilitation well exactly you remove the humanity yes. you can't put it back before you release them exactly so um th- th- you know this whole thing about and this thing about oh prisons uh like holiday camps and they've got playstations in every room yes they have but they're only playstation twos have you played a playstation two recently awful you, you remember it as being really good and you play it and it's all jerky graphics it's all it's awful so in many ways it's torture those poor poor souls um illegal cigarettes could contain feces experts say we don't know whether these are cigarette experts or um fecal experts hang on you say could contain yeah well they they could not well wow well yes it comes after 3,000 fake branded ones. My dad was all... I met my dad... We can say this freely now. He, he, he was a ducker and dive. He was a proper South London boy, and he would often steal stuff or, or have stolen goods. I've said this before. We were the first people on our street to have a video recorder. It was a Betamax. It was a chunky beast. We had to keep it hidden behind um, Mum's chair, and we weren't allowed to tell anybody we had it because it was stolen property. Imagine saying to a nine-year-old, right, for that's how old i was maybe even eight right uh it was eight um we've got a video recorder what's that it helps you means you, you can take pro oh brilliant but you mustn't tell anyone because it's stolen wow imagine saying that to an eight-year-old child we told everybody it was proper wide wasn't proper it? proper wide but i remember um for there was about a period of about six months where he only smoked galois and that and, and that does smell like it's made out of SH1T. They yeah, yeah. stink. But it's the cigarette of, you know, the uh, existentialist movement, yeah. isn't it? He, but he obviously got, like, a hooky shipment from somewhere. Because I remember... Do you remember this, Joe? I'm talking to my sister who sometimes listens in New Zealand. Do you remember that, Joe? When Dad just smoked Galois. And it, they, I mean, it really does smell like um, someone's made a bonfire out of turds. <laughs> it's an awful, <laughs> awful stench. It comes... No wonder they were miserable, those 
philosophers. After 3,000 fake branded ones were seized in East London last week. I remember, um, God, I remember being 17, right? And my mate Malcolm had, um, he had a stolen watch. And I remember going into pubs trying to, at the age of 17, trying to, hello mate, do you want to buy a watch? As if anyone in a pub is going to want to buy a watch off two kids. And we had one fella, took us to one side, said, lads, I'll let you know now, I'm a police officer. Um, if I were you, I would forget this lark yes. and move on. It was, we, Couple we were just, of fences. God, it was terrible, terrible. You don't get, I mean, I don't go to pubs anymore, I don't hey, know. Do you remember that colleague of ours who was also on the wide side? Not not physically. But Justin Dealey, yes. <laughs> Didn't he get a load of uh, hooky tabs? Of course he and, did. And they sent him a little bit... He said they made him go a little yeah. bit blind, but he smoked the lot because well, they were cheap. Sometimes they're soaked in petrol. All sorts. Do you, I was remembering an odd thing at work. And I couldn't quite remember the details of it. Was it... Did a radio presenter who worked at the last place um, ch- get, chair a meeting between the boss and another member of staff because the other member of staff unfollowed him on Twitter. <gasps> yes! Was he, did he unfollow him or did he block him? He unfollowed him. It wasn't even a block. It was, so yeah, there was a presenter at the last BBC station we worked at. And a got, grown man. Yes. In his 40s. Yes. Who, who um, got the boss to call a meeting between him and another member of staff because the other member of staff unfollowed him I think that person, on Twitter. I think that person might follow me on Twitter. I'm minded to block him. <laughs> I was thinking about this yesterday. He was a gra- he was a dad of two. <laughs> that narrows it down a little bit. But it, it, I, I was going to tweet this, and then like, I couldn't remember that. I couldn't remember if it was a blocking. It, it was just it was an true. unfollowing. Actually, that person was at the centre of a lot of the um, the um, oh gosh. the childish he, toing and froing. He hated us. I remember. I remember once. Right. It turns out he it, it, he hated me, and I didn't realise this because we got on all right. And it was coming up to the works Christmas do. Oh god! And I said, um, I saw him, and he was leaving the office. I went, all right. Mm. You're going to the Christmas thing tonight? And as he's walking, he went, yes, 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 yes. And didn't even look at me. I thought, that's weird. And then for the whole party, he wouldn't talk to us. And it was because you'd written a blog about radio that wasn't about him at all. But he thought it was about him. And not only him, but some of the female members of staff had been drawn into this. And they were all furious, right? And... The boss, responsibly, instead yeah. of tackling it and saying, can you all grow up, this yeah. is not to do with you, warned me that it might be a bit frosty that night. Uh, and and the, was it frosty? Uh, I the, went home after that party and cried. Oh, I, I, I laughed. Oh, it, was I, it, was, it was the crisp, the, a BBC Christmas party where um, a presenter... And at least one, but possibly two people who had previously produced me refused to talk to me. <laughs> and I'm sat there thinking... Guys, we're in our... I was in my early 40s. You're in your late 30s. Um, Maybe you should just grow up your dicks. Was, I don't know. It was like Mean Girls, except they weren't all girls. It comes after 3,000 fake-branded ones were seized in East London last week. 0344 499 Philip and Simon, stay there. I'll come to you in a minute. Barking and... Oh, this is this name almost ties in. Barking and Dagenham councillor Layla Butt, cigarette butt, said... They are often packed with nasty stuff like mouse droppings, 
tobacco firm JTI has found human excrements excrement in fakes. Right. Do you believe that, or do you think it's just a way of saying it. don't smoke naughty cigarettes and pay for the expensive oh, ones? You are you. you because all right. isn't it harder to roll all a right. load of poo in a cigarette? All right, than... Howard Hughes. Well, you think that the government are out there to control us by yeah. spreading disinformation? The yeah. Illuminati? Yeah. No, not at all. Oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. A gentle stroll through the news and all kinds of bits and pieces this evening. This is the late night alternative. Oh, hello. I've not introduced myself. My name? Why? It's Ian Lee. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Um, this is the late night alternative. My name is Ian Lee. Catherine Boyle is there. She's the producer. Sam is answering your telephone calls. Um, it's free for most of you to call in. It'll be part of your package. Package For some of you, it'll cost pennies. Either way, we call you back. So you phone in, you'll speak to Sam. He'll take your name and details and give you a call straight back. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. We're going to flick through the newspapers. We're going to tell you about the um, the first annual talk radio game of had slash tag slash it that's happening next week but also 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 and i can never stress this enough guys you can call in about anything you want maybe you heard something on the the, the station earlier on maybe you've seen something in the news maybe something's happened to you maybe you want to phone up and say you think the show's rubbish i don't mind you can call in about anything you want oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand let's go to simon good evening simon evening evening Hi, yeah, just a bit of uh, fecal matter trivia, actually, going back to what you were saying. Yes? There was actually already a um, popular band who started off with the name Fecal Matter. Can you name them? Mm. Mm. Okay, did they, uh, okay, uh, British band? Uh, American. Okay, right, okay. Um, oh, I'm, mm, I'm gonna say the Red Hot Chili Peppers. No, Nirvana. Uh, I always said Nirvana. Well, you, you didn't know, uh, Catherine. It's all right, well, you Sam. Didn't, you didn't let me... Um, you, there was plenty of time there. He, he sucked in his breath. Um, I did it. I gave a little... Yeah. Uh, oh. Car garage guy. Doing that. Yeah, don't... Yeah, well, Nirvana... OK. But, uh, yeah, you know, but, you know you're saying about the, the camel... Uh, the poo in the cigarettes. Do you remember when you were at school, there was that, like, rumour that if you get camel cigarettes from abroad, they were made from camel dung? No, but isn't there supposed to be a picture hidden on the camel... On the front of the camel yeah. packet. Yeah. In the hump. It's a man, isn't it? also said that there was Q-Flux clan messages in Marlborough packets. Yeah, and there's K. If you turn it on it's one all side, you see K. And also, the Stussy logo. What does the Stussy logo say? Do you remember? Doesn't yeah. it say, I am gay? <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> someone showed me. And, I, 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 it's, and the reason it's popped into my head, because I saw someone wearing Stussy the other day. Stussy. I saw someone wearing Stussy. Do you know, I don't think I've ever said Stussy before this evening. And now I'm saying Stussy a lot. But there was someone wearing Stussy. And I remember when my friend, Charles Charlie Charles. Oh, there's the man in the camel logo. Charles Charlie Charles showed me that, it, that the Stussy logo says, I am gay. I've not heard that one. Simon, thank you very much indeed. You know the Bacardi um, bat has got a very long male member. I don't know what the Bacardi bat is. Oh, isn't, um, doesn't one of the delivery... Oh, no, it's just an arrow. Mm -hmm. Um... But, yeah, the mannequin piss is in the... uh, Sorry? ...in the camel packet. filthy swearer. It's culture. Hello, Paul. Hello, how are you? I'm good, thanks, Paul. How are you? Yeah, very good, thanks. Very good. Uh, you mentioned in your dad telling you not to uh, talk about something being stolen. Yes. Um, I, 
that that's still a memory for me. My dad was in the uh, the RAF yeah. and was a uh, a chef. Um, so he had access to all the all the goods coming into the kitchen. Yeah. Our house was always stacked with chocolates, Fantastic. crisps, all the goodies, all the goodies. I remember the trouble I got in one year because I dared steal some of that stuff, oh. hide it in my action man tank in my bedroom, and get caught with it. Aye. As a moral dilemma. <laughs> There's a double standard. I didn't, I didn't do anything wrong, did I? Well, in many ways, by hi- hiding it in the action man tank, you're kind of returning it to, <laughs> to, the, armed to the military <laughs> that, that it came from. It's going full circle. <laughs> so it was honourable what I was doing. Did you not... Yeah, um, I, I thought you were going to say you took it to school, Paul, and sold it for profit. No, I'm a very, I was no gunch. I'm a very greedy boy, so no, it was all me. Um, did you did you ever make money at school? Did you ever go, go gunch? Well, no, I, I tell you what I did, and this was in primary school. This was at the age of nine and yeah. ten. There was a real craze for Bruce Lee, even though they were X-rated movies. There was a real craze. And my mate Colin Nelson had loads of Bruce Lee magazines. So what I did was I gave them to my mum, who was a secretary at a school, Langley Grammar School. And I said, Mum, yeah. could you get 100 photocopies <gasps> of these? And she would photocopy those pictures. I would then take them to school. If it was a single page, I sold it for a penny. If it was a double page spread, I sold the photocopies for tuppence. And I made, I made, I must have made, gosh, all of 60 pence. Um, and then it got, then someone grasped me up and it got, and I got in terrible, terrible trouble. But at the age of ten, nine, ten, selling Bruce Lee pictures for a penny. These days you'd be on The Apprentice. Yeah. I did. I did once sell a four-leaf clover to a dinner lady. And got in trouble with my mum for doing it uh, when she found out. Well, I picked a four. I found a four-leaf clover on the uh, yes. on the the playing pictures at the school and sold it to a dinner lady. How much did you get for that dabbling in the black arts? I have no idea about what the, what the finances all were, but it definitely happened. Paul, thank you very much indeed. We can do that. Um, uh, what was your gaunch moment at school? If I need to explain it, you can't phone in. Uh, what did you do? What, uh, that's it. What was your gaunch moment at school? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We had a perfume shop at the end of the drive one um, summer. What do you mean at the end of the drive? We'd sit on the drive oh. with a load of um, Vitalite uh, tubs yeah. with water yeah and um petals that we'd found on the floor Uh-oh. not pulled off my mum's roses hey. shook them up and sold it oh, i remember once we sold one to an old lady yeah and the next day she came by and we tried to sell another one she went oh no it went all green oh, silly old us, cow she'd given us 20 you silly old cow what did you think it was gonna be <gasps> jesus what a stupid woman i hate old people exactly what we said um i i hate it when kids in my street set up a stall because I like the idea of it, but let's be honest, they're selling crappy old toys that don't work for a fortune. Like, little action figure for a fiver. You go, I don't, th- I don't think so, mate. Their mum's priced that up. Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think so, buddy. We didn't sell toys. We sold things that we've made. So that and shells that we coloured in with felt tips. We never really in this country had the phenomenon dun, 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 that you get in the United States of America of kids selling lemonade. lemonade. The lemonade stand. It's, it's, you know, it's a popular American icon. I wouldn't buy... I wouldn't buy a drink from a nine-year-old. I don't, oh, for God's sake, I know where their fingers go. Exactly, I don't drink my own kids' no. things. Never mind some other kids. Dear God. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Gatford and Philip, we'll, we'll, we'll come to you in a bit, but I'm going to be honest, you're two of the dullest callers, so we're no great rush. But, 
Uh, exciting, exciting news. Two exciting things. Hopefully, next week, we're going to have Diddy David Hamilton on the show. Mm-hmm. That's happening. Diddy David Hamilton is coming on. Billy Bragg is supposedly coming on at some point. I've just got to read his book. When you finish his book, And yeah. then we're going to get Billy Bragg on, which is great. But more importantly than that, next Thursday, next Thursday at three o'clock, what are you doing? It's summer holidays. Bunk off work if you can and come and join us somewhere in Hyde Park to be finalised. I haven't been to Hyde Park for years. I need to go and have a little look at it to see exactly where we're going. But next Thursday, the 27th of July at 3pm, the first annual talk radio game of had stroke tag stroke it will be taking place in london's famous hyde park i don't quite know where yet but it will be somewhere it's happening it'll last for an hour uh, we will be despite um uh, rumors to the contrary we will be recording it possibly filming bits of it we will be recording it for broadcast there will be an almighty game of had slash tag slash it and it will be with the rules will be explained on the day there will be a homie um and that's pretty much it okay there'll be no nights, none of that none of that foreign stuff involved um i just need to work out i've got a feeling that we are going to have um, a couple of different varieties of had stroke tag stroke it. Most of the day, most of the hour, will be taken up with traditional had stroke tag stroke it, where one person is it, they tag you, they had you, they it you. Uh, the the person who was it then becomes a punter. The person they have tagged becomes the hadder, the tagger the itter so there is one person constantly throughout the game that's how most of the hour will go the last 10 minutes of the day will be all man he where when you are tagged you, so the tagger and the person who is tagged are it then they tag a third so there are three people then four so all man he so that it will end with us chasing one person <laughs> and battering them to the ground it's going to be awesome of course um, if there are any injuries, and um, by injuries I mean injuries, I mean broken legs, uh, I mean heart attacks, strokes, anything like that. It's nothing to do with me. Health and safety. Get medical advice. All of that crap we've got to say now because the political correctness has gone mad. But next Thursday, the first annual talk radio game of had tagging it taking place 3 p.m. in High Park. Some people on Twitter and Facebook have said, "Oh, I can't make it." Don't worry. This is the first annual there will be a second one at the same time next year oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number let's go to steve good evening steve hi ian hey steve um, how's, how's it going back to sort of stone cigarettes and yes. all this sort of thing oh, yes. i was just wondering if you'd heard this story i mean I don't, I don't know if it's one of these urban myths or something like that yes but uh, i heard this story about it goes back a, a long time uh, sort of cigarette machines in pubs yes and it was like 50p for a for a pack of cigarettes, yes. and there was like a like a big trough at the bottom of the cigarette machine, and this landlord supposedly was like every at the end of every night or the next day he's he's had no cigarettes in his machine and just loads of water in the trough, and it, it took uh-huh. apparently it took him ages to find out, but apparently people were making casts of fifty p pieces out of ice, oh, and putting the fifty p pieces. I hope it's true. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Let's just go through this with a with a scientific Columbo eye, right? <laughs> How would you make a cast of a fifty pence piece out of ice? 
Catherine's got her uh, hand up. Well, and also, how would you transport it from oh. your freezer to the pub without it melting? Steve? Well, I don't know. I mean, well, you know, no, you know. Could li- <laughs> you, you, come on, I think, I well, think... It's possible, I mean, no. people are really ingenious. Go on then, te- well, tell you me how they did it. Near the pub. Tell me, that, that, so they have to live near the pub? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, but how would they well, make... If it was his local, it's possible. If there were, it's uh, not impossible. It, it, I well, it might be an urban I'm mix. saying it is impossible. How would they make a 50 pence piece out of ice? Well, it would be really involved, right? You'd have to make, you'd have to get a 50 pence piece. You'd have to get, like, latex or rubber or something, or, or, well, maybe you could do it with blue tack, actually. No, it wouldn't be heavy enough. No, 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 no. You just make a version to, of one of those ice cubes. To make the mould, yeah, to make the mould. You, you put blue tack around it, right? And so then you slice, so you've got two pieces of blue tack, right? One on the top, one on the bottom. So that becomes the mould for the 50 pence piece. You put water in. I don't know if water, uh, if blue tack absorbs water. We'd have to conduct experiments. Um, there used to be, and this used to, this used to work because I used to do it. God, c- confessing all our crimes, right? You know when they got rid of the old phone boxes, Steve, and they got the, yeah. what we would consider now the, the phone boxes now. They were new back in about 1982, but the kind of silver ones, right? Yeah, that's changed much. Time, yeah, because before they were, they were black. Phone boxes, you had a slot for 5Ps, a slot for 10Ps, and it was a dial. Then about 81, 82, they got rid of those, and it was a touch tone, and you had a slot. Um, there was a really great scam you could do. There were two ways of getting free phone calls. One, you put tin foil over a 20 pence piece, and for some reason, it went through, it registered, and then it came back out again. Here's the other yeah. one, and I did this, right? And this is terrible, right? But it's BT. The little trough... The, the, the flap where the mm. change came out. You used to be able to put your hands up it and pull yeah. it, pull it out. So it would break. Okay. So it would go beyond its points. So it would open wide open. Then if you had small enough hands, you could shove your hand up there and there was a little switch. You put 20 pence in, you flick the switch, it came back out. You put 20 pence in, you flick the switch, it came back out. On a good day, you could just put your hand up there and flick the switch and you'd get a couple of quid, would just fall out. And we yeah. were doing that like Billio as kids. That, that was from about 1982 till about 1986 before BT got wise and they put locks in there so you couldn't break through it. Terrible behaviour. That's fraud. What a dodge That pop. is fraud. What a dodge pop. There was, there's other stuff about um, fruit machines. I can't remember the exact um, thing. But it was something about... Here we go. Well, God, I don't know if it was... You, you could do it with, you could do it with a pebble. But it was... Get, it, I think in the old fruit machines, yes. the first electronic ones, there was like... A, it didn't go that far in. There was like a clicker. Oh. Which gave you the credit. Yes. So people had the, the coin attached, and then they just put it in far enough to do the click out to get the credit, and then pull it back out. Because I'm sure that. Because I'm sure. Now, now, Steve, the, the story here. Hang on a like second, Steve. Myth. Hang on a second, Steve. Because the story I told, I witnessed it, and I did it. The first yeah, story you told, it. you hadn't witnessed it. You hadn't done it. This second story, have, had you actually witnessed it and done it? Thanks for calling, Steve. Good night, Steve. I think I know. My sister's tweeting. Hello, Joe. Someone who shall remain nameless got in trouble for drawing, drawing porno pics and selling them at school. Imagine selling them. 
That's wonderful. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. The late night alternative with me, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Um, we're asking when did you go gonch? Full gonch. We're starting the hashtag gonch, and if it, it needs to be explained to you, well, then you can't phone in. Um, someone on Twitter says dinner tickets in Manchester in the eighties were the same for every school. Found some in a skip at another school and then sold them at mine. Hashtag gonch. That's pure gonch. That is beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. Good evening, Philip. Good evening, Ian. Um, a couple of small points this evening. First yes. of all, cigarettes. Yes. Back in the early 60s, I don't smoke, I won 200 Pussy. cigarettes on a Radio Luxembourg quiz show. Oh! Yes. It was called Woodbine Quiz Time. Woodbine <laughs> Quiz Time. And it was hosted by David Jacobs. David, I'm David Jacobs. And the, the, the top prize, you actually, there were two prizes. Yeah. One was a one-pound premium bond. Yes. And as I say, 200 Woodbine cigarettes. Beautiful. And that you were asked the question, and yes. the first person to give it... So were you boring radio shows back in the 60s as well? Oh, Ian. Flip, yeah, flipping heck, Philip! Well, I mean, yeah, I... <laughs> well, <laughs> I was at the Croydon Civic Hall. Yes. And, uh, I, as I say, I won 200 cigarettes, and I took them home, and yes. my father said to my father did smoke, yes. and he said they Woodbines were called, the nickname was Coffin Nails. Oh, and, yeah, so he, I, I gave them to him, and he, he smoked them. But I never... Uh, you thing. mentioned about the, the cigarette camel. Yes. Did you know there is a song, and you can find it on YouTube and Google, oh. called Eli the Camel. And it's the story of the camel on the camel cigarette packet. Well, would you... And it's all about but... his life. It's by a country artist called Fallon Husky. Sweet Jesus, that yeah, sounds I know, I know. awful. Can I just make one final point before I go? Please do, Philip. Right, you remember the other night you were talking about uh, if you'd made a joke to a celebrity, you mentioned... I told oh, you yeah, ever told a joke to a celebrity that's fallen flat because you um, joked yes, to Martha and Reeves and the Vandellas. It's not, the, it's not uh, good weather for dancing in the yes, street or something. Right. Well, there is a, a good one, and funny enough, yeah. you're involved in it. Uh-oh. You had a celebrity on one of your shows many years ago. And I phoned in to ask this person yes. about a song they'd sung. You've offended quite a few of my celebrities. Because I remember oh, no, you, you, no, you upset no, Sparks no, when you this, asked them about the film they'd been in. Oh, no, this guy <laughs> started la- He couldn't stop laughing. Glenn Campbell. Do you remember? Uh, what did you ask? What did you well, say to Glenn? Well, what it was, I phoned in because I said to him about a song he'd recorded yeah. called Norwood. Oh, yeah. And you said to me, can you sing it? Yeah. So I sang about two lines of the song. Yeah. And when I'd finished, I said to Glenn, is that right, Glenn? And Glenn couldn't stop laughing. Oh, Philip, that's, thank you for that. That is absolutely lovely. I'd forgotten, because I've interviewed Glenn Campbell. I met him face-to-face, just as he was starting to um, to, to, to get poorly. Um, but I'd forgotten that he... I, I did a phone interview with him a few years before. I, if anyone's got that, guys, send it over. I'd love to hear that. Lovely Glenn Campbell. Um, ah, poor old Glenn. Oh, three. Thank you for that, Philip. I enjoyed that. Um, yeah, it's, it is nice when you, you, you make someone like that chuckle. I mean, it was, I think he was laughing because your singing was atrocious, <laughs> but still. Um, oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Good evening, Gatford. 
Evening, uh, Ian. Evening, Curly. I mean, you haven't even got that right. What? He calls me Curvy Cath, not Curly Cath. No, no, no. I, I seem to remember. I've, I've listened to the clip on YouTube. It was Curly Cath. Oh, was this when Cath phoned in on Saturday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, very, um, very yeah. unprofessional. Very, um, very strange accent as well. That's her real voice. She, talk, she yeah, sounds like Phyllis. Yeah. Mm. Do you know who Phyllis is? Um, uh, the one out of Coronation Well done. White hair or something. Oh, Percy, you're a fine-looking fella. Why don't Cat they do, um, um, rinses anymore for old ladies? The purple rinse or the blue rinse? Because the young ladies are having it done now. Oh, yeah. God, they are, aren't they? Is that, the there's that, for, yeah, hello, I'm talking. There's that, um, phenomenon, dun, 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 for young girls to get their hair... Ready. Please shut up. For young girls to get their hair rinsed like a weird sort of grey, mm-hmm. which I quite like. I quite like it. Is this nice pink? You can get. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Anyway, Gatford. Yeah, um, just uh, me gone a moment. Yeah. Um, at some of the schools where we, where I was, well, one of the school I was at and the, some of the surrounding, they banned footballs. Oh, Jesus. Um, for the playground. Yeah. Um, so we got round that problem that we realised that we could uh, bring in tennis balls. Yeah. Oh. And a friend of mine had just been a ball boy at Wimbledon. So I sold the tennis balls to all the kids at the local school. So they oh, could play football. mate. That is, how much did you get? 20 pence a ball? I, I, it was about 10p or 20 pence a ball. No, so probably, it, and I had like about, he brought back like about four s- cylinders back. Oh, my, oh, that is a licence to print money. I know. Not a lot, good but. Time, good time. I tried it with Panini stickers, but it didn't work. I was never into the Panini stickers. My boys are getting into stickers, but they don't understand that you're supposed to collect all of them and trade them. Well, that so was they the just, thing. Yeah, I they don't thought, get it. I thought there was money to be made by finding out which ones were hard to get and getting them and then selling them, but no, it didn't work. It's the getting them that's the tricky part, you see. Yeah. They did got... smell amazing, do you remember? No. The gold ones the specifically, had a re- the silver ones, sorry, mm. had a really nice smell. Yeah. Um, Gatford, that was that was an alright call for you. I'm going to give you three out of ten, mate. But that's your best score yet. You should pose as me more often. It's yeah. more interesting. Um, guys, if you're going to tweet your gonch moments, please, 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 let's let's get hashtag gonch trending. All right, I'll, let, I'll read this one now, Nick. Uh, I forge. I forged student cards at sixth form. They were blank, so you could fill in your name yeah, and date of birth one those. pound ago. I remember those ID cards. I had one. Um, uh, coded uh, Dave says, climbed into a flimsy porter ca- cabin classroom. So this is breaking and entering. Uh, at break, to liberate, liberate exercise books to sell to willing classmates for 50 pence. Um, oh, look at this candy. Under 18 disco. Date stamped hands to go in and out. So we nicked the stamper from the school library and charged 25 pence a stamp instead of two quid. Oh, I love it. I uh, love it. Oh, look. Hey, guys. This is... Hang on a minute. Hey, flipping it, guys. My movie's on Netflix. Oh, God. My movie's on Netflix. Oh, this is brilliant. This is brilliant. Here we go. Look. My name's in the credits. Let's... Angelina is named first. Let's see how many beneath Angelina I am. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. I'm only eleven. Look, look, look. All right. Let's count how many I am below Timothy West. One, two, three, 
four, five. Ladies and gentlemen, um, this is it. I've got to get my agent on this. I may need to make a call at some point. My agent needs to direct everybody to about 16 minutes and 45 seconds, um, into the movie Beyond Borders, which is on Netflix. You'll see me. You'll see me telling jokes about Live Aid. Here's, here's one of the lines from it, and Phil Collins' uh, drum solo in that song translates into I've just eaten a sodding great pie, ha ha. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I am on Netflix. I, I look forward to those royalty checks coming a-rolling in. Thank you, Andy. Thanks very much for telling me about that. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand hashtag gonch and uh, anything else you want to call in about the late night alternative with me Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Hashtag gonch. Uh, we want that trending your gonch moments. Danny says, "Hello, Ian Lee and the delightful flipping cast brackets minx." Perfect. He knows. I used to tape-to-tape Spectrum 48K games and sell them at school. I think I sold three or four pirate. He's the, um, he's like, who's that, who's that, um, guy from New Zealand who invented Mega Upload? What's his name? Um, Alexander.com. What's his name? He's a a large New Zealand bloke who basically, um, made it feasible for everyone to pirate movies. Anyway, that's who you are, Danny. That's who you are. You Never are. mind hashtag gonch. Never mind hashtag gonch for crying out loud. Um, 0344 is the telephone number. I, um... What have I written down here? Hang on, I've written something here. And I've, I've starred it. What have I starred? It's going to be a good one. Oh, yeah, it's a good one. This is great. One of my favourite pages in all newspapers. It used to be the um, column written by Sean Ryder in uh, the Sunday Sport, but um, now it's um, the Daily Star text page. All right, they've got texts in. Um, you send t- send a text, and they'll print it. <laughs> <laughs> they're all they're all about the new Doctor Who, right? And I don't understand this. Duffy has texted him. Now that they have made Doctor Who transgender... What? Are the Cybermen going to lose their spark plugs? Will it still be Daleks or Marlex? Right. As in, Mar as in mother? Yeah, you know, in Ireland they'll say me da instead of me, me dad. I know what Mar means. No, me da. So, so instead oh. of Daleks, is it Marlex? Someone confusing a woman there with a transgender. Oh, no, says Big Yogi. A lady Doctor Who? What next? Delilah, Queen of the Daleks? Or the name's Bond, Jemima Bond? Now, which handbag is my sonic screwdriver in? Well. The Salford Rocket says, I've watched all Doctor Who since the 1960s, and now there is a female due to political correctness. I'm finished with it. I'll have to go and find a girlfriend. Here's the thing, right? A lot of these geeks are masturbating when they're watching Doctor Who anyway. Now they've got a woman they can look at at the same time. Yeah, it's terrifying for them. Abaddonian says, no, no, no. Is Jesus a woman? (laughs) Neither is Doctor Who. What mastermind thought that one up? And I'm female. What a mistake. 
Leo in Leeds says, so the new Doctor Who is to be female. Can't wait for Corrie's Ken Barlow to be played by a female and become Catherine Barlow. <laughs> Bramley Boy's got... This is quite a clever one, actually. Can't wait for Superman to be played by a woman. That's quite clever, that. Is Ma- it? Michael Trim says, I won't watch... This is all on the Star uh, text page. I love it. I love it. Um... Norm- normally, and they've dropped, dropped it, they've got pictures of Daleks. What they normally do is they have um, uh, a text from someone saying, uh, I've not seen many pictures of Kelly Brook in a bikini recently. Could you put one on your page? She's got a great arse. And then they'll just put a picture of Kelly Brook. Yeah, they like that, as long as her arse isn't in a TARDIS. <laughs> I won't watch Doctor Who ever again. Aww. Doctor Who, like James Bond, is white, British and male. A male. It's PC gone mad. This is all good, though, because all these people should be reading books instead. Um, filming of the new Doctor Who had to stop. The new women Doctor Who couldn't part the TARDIS. Oh. Hey, we have a female Doctor. How long do you think before the lesbian storylines start cumin cu- out? Cumin. Mm. Cumin. Gosh. Gosh. They'll say it reflects real life. Has uh, the doctor been gay then? Doctor Who is—he has been gay. He, has he? he kissed um, um, John Barrowman, didn't he? Oh, did he? Yeah, he did. I yeah, mean, you would though. I think you? he did. I think I'm right on that. I think it was the the, the nerdy bloke kissed. Um, so what happens if you give men the wrong? Doctor Who is a time lord. When has a woman ever been a lord? Um, and, um, and that, then it, <laughs> that pop star lord. Next question. Um. Then it goes straight into Charlie Gord <laughs> and um, acid attacks. Oh, um, God. Anyway, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Good evening, Craig. Evening, Ian and Kath. There yes. Hi. The assistant to the doctor. Here now, he is, isn't he? And he's very good at it. Thank you very much indeed. Let's get to the meat and two veg of this call, please, Craigington. A similar uh, thing to your BT phone box. Yes. Uh, money-making scheme. You know the penny shove machines in the arcades? I do. Oh, They're the, yes. best. the first thing we go to in the arcades is the... the, 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 the well, it's, it's tuppence now, but yes. Yeah, well, the 10p ones... I was in my Ned Butlins in the 80s, yeah. and we worked out that you could flip a 10p up from the bottom, oh. and it would knock the hang- overhanging ones down. Wow. <gasps> which was great. Yeah. Then we realised we could do it with two peas as well, and that's when we got banned from the arcade. Oh, they busted you for, um, fine... I mean, that is the same now as, like, um, hacking into the Pentagon or, or doing up, up, left, left, right, right on, um... Uh, tries to think of a recent computer game where you could do that. I don't know, Sabre Wolf. <laughs> um, but, uh, but uh, they, they banned you from hacking into the, the Tuppany Shove? See, that yeah. is not cheating. That is finding the glitch... Well, they they were trying to work out all two peas were getting down the slot and ended up in the middle of all the ten peas. Yep. Oh. And then they caught one of us doing it. But they had a five p machine. You had the last laugh, I bet, Craig. They had a five p machine that was switched off. Yeah. So we just rocked it. But the sound oh. of all the five p's got them all running and. That's that, so. Basically, out. you committed an armed robbery. It was petty larceny. Yeah. Yeah, unbelievable. Craig, that's outrageous behaviour. We don't obviously condone any of this, I should probably say, before we get another Ofcom upheld, but we certainly uh, do uh, enjoy hearing your stories of crimes committed. Uh, but just And crimes committed. I don't want someone to phone up and say, well, yeah, 
uh, me and my mates, um, we um, got some sawn-off shotguns and then robbed the post office. I don't want that. That would be that would be a step too far. I think that would be taking things a little bit, a um, little bit too far. We should be, of course, being a national radio station. <laughs> laughing at my joke there um we should be on storm watch now because uh can you i I got i've got a terrible headache um partly because i forgot to take my meds but partly because the weather is so oppressive can you feel it and and there are flash floods in cornwall cornwall is flooded um so let's let's do this guys let's do this thing let's reach out to the communities to you to the people listening to this um, is it raining where you are? Call me now. 0344 499 And you can, if you, you obviously you can phone in and talk about stuff, but if you just want to phone up and come on air and go, yes, or nah, and then put the phone down, that's fine. It, 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 in fact, I tell you what we'll do. We'll, 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 we'll take calls between now, I see t- Tony getting queued up. That's great. We'll take calls straight to air between now and 11 where you give us your weather watch. Let's go to line two. Line two, uh, live weather watch. Is there? Yeah. L- line two, live weather watch. Is it raining where you are? Live weather watch. Um, I know the weather's going to get de- um, yep. dodgy. No, so, no, 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 no. It's live Weather watch caller, is it raining where you are? No, I'm in South Wales. No. Right, okay, <laughs> thanks very much indeed. Okay, we got <laughs> the. Said that like you should know better. Um, I'm based in Oh three, Tony, stay there. We will come to you, but this is an exciting new feature. Um, live weather watch. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We're going to do this up until eleven o'clock because I think it's important as a national broadcaster that we reflect what is happening nationally across the nation. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Come on and uh, give us a live weather watch. Here we go. Line two, is it raining where you are? Yes. Thank you very much indeed. 0344 499 1000. Let's go to line three. Line three, is it raining where you are? It's absolutely hammering down, Ian. Thank you very much indeed. Let's go to line five. Line five, is it raining where you are? No, it's dry. Thank you very much indeed. Disappointed there. Let's go to line uh, six. Six, is it raining where you are? It's not raining here. Thank you very much indeed. We should probably, ah, balls, we should probably be finding out where they are, actually. To, to, yeah, so we can build up yeah. a picture. Um, okay, let's, let's, okay, yeah, that was stupid. Sorry. If everybody who just called in with their live weather watch, could you call back in? Uh, we don't need to know what the weather's like now. Just tell us where you are. So that well, we can, well, we, no, can you, we can, we can, we uh, can, we can fill in the map. Uh, line two, where are you? And wh- is it? I'm in Elmsall. Where? Elmsall. Um, talk only in the British Isles, please, caller. But thank you very much indeed, Elmsall. Um, line three. Hello. Yes. Hello. Hello. Okay, they've gone. Uh, let's try line four. Live weather watch, line four. And where are you calling from, line four? Okay, sounds like someone's actually in quite bad, uh, bad trouble there. Line five, live weather watch, where are you and is it raining there? Uh, 
Yes, it is raining, Milton Keynes. Thank you very um, much indeed. Uh, we haven't got time for any comment on that, I'm afraid. Line six, where are you and is it raining there? Watford, no. Thank you very much. And that was perfect. By the Beautiful. way, guys, That's it. if you're thinking of calling in, that was spot on. Uh, uh, can you add these all to the um, talk radio weather map, Absolutely. please? Absolutely, thank you. Uh, line seven, where are you and is it raining there? God, Manchester, Cambridgeshire, lightning, no rain, very dark. I'm in love with Cass. Oh, that oh, is dirty. No, no, very that, dark is indeed. Di- that is dirty. I should, should have hit the dump button there because that guy is a sexual deviant. He's a sexual deviant. Um, and I, I do not condone anybody um, masturbating into a sock oh, God. whilst listening to this programme. That is that is indecent. Line eight, where are you and what's the weather like there, please? I'm in Vancouver and it's gloriously sunny. That, that is Boasting. right. That is not... We don't want any foreigners tonight. Well, I don't mean it like that. No, well, maybe I do, actually. It's about time someone spoke up for the white indigenous population. Uh, line ten, where are you and what's the weather like, please? Shaftesbury. And it's waning now. Thank you very much indeed. It's waning in Shaftesbury. Uh, line 11. You're going to have to send the freaking arc or something. I'm an essentially man. It's diabolical. Okay, thanks. Here. Okay, we haven't got time. We haven't got time for emotion in this. Line 1, where are you and what's the weather like, please? This is Sheffield. It's not raining. I repeat, not raining well, in Sheffield. Well done. You see, and people say we can't have a female Doctor Who. I understood every word that lady said. Every word. Uh, line five, where are you and what is the weather like, please? I'm in Cambridge and it's not raining. We just had someone from Cambridge say it was raining. No, it's not. I'm I'm in Cambridge on the M11. Right. In a travel lodge. And it's not raining here. Okay, thank you very much indeed. Let's go to line nine. Line nine, where are you and what's the weather like, please? Yes, uh, I'm in Brighton and it's not raining. Thank you very much indeed. And probably the last call we'll take on the talk radio weather watch. We'll put all these onto a map during the news. Uh, Line three, where are you and what's the weather like? I'm in my living room and it's dry. Okay, and outside the living room? I don't mean the hallway, I mean out the window? Dry. Front and back. And just check. Yep. There we go. That was great. That was uh, the Talk Radio Stormwatch. Um, we'll have another update in about three months' time. 0344 499 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. I'll tell you what, guys. I'll tell you what. You wouldn't get this rubbish anywhere else. Talk Radio. Tony, I will come to you after the news, um, and he's the only call we have lined up, so if you want to give us a call now would be an excellent time. 0344 499 is the uh, telephone number. You're listening to me, Ian Lee, the late-night alternative, only here on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Every man has his techniques. They said you're not normal. Why don't you sing R&B? I said I got no rhythm and I got no blues. I'm as happy as can be. They said how can you not bop to hip hop? I said I most certainly do. Did you not see me dancing the other night like the girls on Channel U? Because I prefer rock and roll I say yeah I can wind down low Dance at the girl 
is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. This is the Late Night Alternative with me and Lee. Catherine Boyle is over there. Sam will be answering your telephone calls. Uh, He'll call you back. It will cost you pennies if it costs you anything. Let's dive straight in. Go to Tony. Good evening, Tony. Evening, sir. What have you got for us, Tone? Big Tone? Well, well, can I congratulate you on the most Alan Partridge-esque phone-in I've heard in some time Uh, in your area. Yes. It was up there with the Alan Partridge... Can you survive eating only crisps? We are taking your calls tonight. Okay, thanks very much for calling. Uh, he waited 20 minutes just to get cut off. <laughs> really, thank you, Tony. 0344 499 is the telephone number if you uh, want to uh, give us a call. So here's a story that's, um, that's in the sun. Um, some people don't get the joke, do they? Or maybe no. he got the joke. No, because he can't. He, mu- he can't have rung up about that because he was sitting there while it happened. Some people don't get the joke. No. Um, here's a great story, and I don't know how I feel about this. I'll tell you. See you on the other side. Outrage at cemetery. Oh. Mourners were stunned as a hearse arrived at a funeral with a floral tribute reading. <gasps> no. See you. Mm. Next Tuesday. Oh, it was the it was the c word. On the, but the, you know the big fla- floral displays you get on the. It's normally say Nana or Dad mm. or Gran or Joe. Mm. Uh, the, it, it said the c word. Wow. Relatives of. Oh no! This is okay. This is two different issues here. Relatives of the deceased also wore T-shirts bearing the swear word. Oh. Apparently. An affectionate nickname for the person who died. Uh, the flowers and the t- the, the, the flowers are one thing. The t-shirt is another thing. Because um, you can get arrested for wearing swear words. You yeah, get, because you can get arrested it's for offending it. public um, decency. Yeah, yeah. Like I remember. Um, the, remember the the Coolers F t-shirts by yes. the Spiral Carpets. I had one. I wore one on a school trip. What was I thinking? Fifteen dollars trip to Stratford upon Avon. I wore a Coolers flip t-shirt. Wasn't there a hoo-ha about the French Connection ones? FC UK. I yeah. know the guy that invented that. 
J. Pon Jones, he made a fortune out of it by coming up with FC UK. I know. Incredible. Um, very, very bright man. Lovely man, actually. Um, uh, yeah, but yeah, I remember people getting arrested for the cool as F. But if you're wearing a T-shirt with C on, you can be arrested for that. Um, but other families paying respects to their dead were left in what can only be described as disbelief. Mm. Uh, one mourner said, I was mortified. That was also my aunt's favourite word, but we'd never put it on her funeral car. Mortlake Crematorium in Richmond, South West London, did not comment, but a worker said... <laughs> they were allowed in, but told to get rid of the flowers straight after. Leaving them wouldn't have been appropriate. That's an interesting one. Um, it, um, because everyone grieves in their own special way. Yeah. It's not right, is it? It's not right. I mean, you got to ask, what if what if my kids had been there? And oh, and they're all spelling that? everything out. I mean, it was bad enough when my five-year-old watching Spider-Man said, Dad, what's porn? Um, but, I mean, it, 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 no, I, that, n- no, I thoroughly condemn this family. Do you think the florist should have said no? Well, see, maybe the florist, maybe it, the florist did like two separate words and they just took some of the letters out. Here's what we're all thinking. I bet they're dead common. That's what we're, <laughs> that is what we are all thinking. I bet they're dead common. I know, and then I was thinking, Richmond? It's quite posh, isn't no, it? Well, mm, yeah, but I bet it's, it's quite a wide area. Um, that's in, that's inappropriate. You can't be allowed to, uh, to do that. So I condemn them, but also I do understand their point of view, and I, 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 I think the people that complain were prudes. <laughs> oh, three, is that, is that enough f- f- hedge fund, not hedge funding, fence sitting? Is that enough fence sitting? Yeah, very splintersome. Do you think? Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the, uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. We've to ask for your gaunch moments. I will explain it for those of you who don't get the references. A certain period in Grange Hill's history, there was a guy called John, uh, Gonch, the name of the actor that played him? Oh, I don't know. Yes, you do. No. John Holmes. That was it? Yeah. And his name was Gonch Gardner, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Played by an actor called, young actor called John Holmes. Um, and uh, he was always coming up with ways of making money. By hook or by crook, he would be the last one in that book. He, he was always making money. He had beautiful auburn hair. He was ginger. I thought he was, I thought he was very handsome. No, I'm not one of those people. No, I thought it was Auburn. It was more of a dark no, red. No, no, no. It, it wasn't bright red, was it? No, it was definitely ginger. It but I like ginger hair. I'm not one of these people that um, that, that um, has a pop... I probably have had a pop at ginger people in the past, but as I've matured, no, I love it. I love it. Great. You know my nephews are both ginger. Yeah, beautiful. They're adorable. Beautiful. Um, it's a weird thing. What is that? Is it? The ginger prejudice thing. It's racism, as Mick Hucknall would describe it. And he's probably right. You know, he's probably is right. Is it just because they're a minority? You wouldn't... You don't say the P word anymore... Um, you don't certainly don't say the M word anymore unless you're a Tory MP. There's a gag for you guys. Um, and yet we go around going, all right, ginge, ginger. Oi, you ginger, you ginger bell end. I'm going to smash your actually, ginger face in your, your tit. That is very coppery, isn't it? You, you ginger pillock. I bet you're a nonce. You ginger, oh. you ginger twat. Come on, guys. Let's, let's, let's get the ginger. Let's smash his face in. That's what we're going to do. You can say all that and that's just banter. That's just banter, apparently. Yeah. Um, but I don't... I don't... It, 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 well, 
it's um kids kids sniff out weakness and difference don't they and vulnerability that's what they're genetically programmed to do any weakness any difference and they will mercilessly you know be a tiny little hole and they'll rip it open but it's odd because going back to medieval times yeah. there used to be a superstition about red-headed children oh. is that they were conceived at, By the, the, at the wrong time oh. of the month oh so it's it's um period hair is it really and then of course you've got um, Elizabeth the first, and you had women dyeing their hair red because they wanted to look like her. Well, well, you've you've watched a lot of horrible histories, haven't you? I have, yeah. yeah haven't you? No, but I know the other thing because I used to study medieval French literature. <sighs> I can ride a motorbike <laughs> in a very wobbly way. Um, a collection. Of 400 jelly moulds. <laughs> it's a clunky gear change. Amassed by wacky Andrew Cottrell, 60. How wacky do you think that guy is? Totes. Don't be rude, he's dead now. Oh. Before his death. Of course they were amassed before his death. They won't be amassed by him after his death unless he's one of the undead. George Romero. Very topical this evening. The boss wanted newsy stuff. We're giving him newsy stuff. So much. We can't get anything upheld about this show, can we? Before his death sold for £24,000. What? 400 jelly moulds. Hang on. 24,000 divided by 400. That's like about £10,000 each or something. £24,000 for jelly moulds. What are they? You get a rabbit? Yeah. We had a rabbit jelly mould. We did. I've got a funny story about a rabbit jelly mould. I will be the judge of that. My mum did one once when I was a little girl. Yeah. And it became a kind of family story. Yes. Because she brought it out in front of me and I must have been about four. Yes. And I was all excited and she'd done like green jelly for the grass all mashed up. Oh, God. And then this sort of pink jelly rabbit. Yes. And she came out going, look at the bunny. And then she got the big spoon yeah. and lopped its head off and said, who wants the head? Cue all the kids at the party crying. Right. So then she went into the kitchen and mashed it all up and said, oh, yes. I've set it free. And we just had what? jelly, what? jelly mush. So later on, when I had kids, I bought a rabbit jelly mould and I was going to do this a similar thing without the decapitation in front of the children. Yeah. But the way you get out a jelly is really hard. So I did tip the rabbit jelly onto the green grass jelly. Um, but only the inside of the rabbit fell out. So it did look a bit like roadkill. Okie dokie. Funny story. Okay. Funny story. Okay. Well, that certainly bought me enough time to send a tweet there asking um, for um, someone to come rescue me. 0344 499. Yeah? Okay. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. The Late Night Alternative with me, Ian Lee, and Catherine's Rabbit Jelly Stories. <laughs> Unmissable Late Night Radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late Night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. 0344 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call that would be um that would be good if you want to do that if you don't want to do that well then you can kiss it you can kiss it wedge woman cut out of taxi hmm? wedged woman wedgewood woman a cabbie had to call firefighters to free a passenger 
who got wedged in his taxi. Jamal Seamus rang emergency services when the woman announced she was trapped between the seats of his minibus cab. The fire engines were sent to the scene as a crowd gathered before crews used cutting gear to free her. The woman, thought to be called Georgia, and from Burnley, was eventually pulled clear as watching locals clapped and cheered. <gasps> Have you ever had to be pulled clear? Um, no. Been wedged? No, no, I don't think I have. Jamal, boss of Paddyham Cars in Lancashire, said, the woman threw herself into the taxi and because she was a big girl, got wedged between the passenger's door and front driver's side seat. She did throw herself in with some force. The fire service came and got her free. She walked away okay and thanked everyone. She apologised for wasting everyone's time. Luckily, she wasn't injured. If this guy didn't have his metre running, he is a sucker. Also, this crowd that gathered. What were they playing at? Why there's no video? There's a photo. Oh! I think she'd been out with her mates the night before. There were five altogether. She did see the funny side once she got out. Even her best mate was laughing. Of course her best <laughs> mate was laughing. laughing. The trapped woman was said to be in her 20s. Paddy Ham, a resident, Mark Hayes, said it was dinner time Saturday. We're having a few drinks. Some girl said, come and have a look at this woman stuck in a taxi. <laughs> guys, if you're in a pub, a cafe or a restaurant restaurant, and someone walks in and says, guys, come and have a look, there's a woman stuck in a taxi. You're going to leave that meal and that drink. We all ran out <laughs> and the full street must have been out. She must have been stuck for a good hour. What an hour. <laughs> what have you been stuck in, stuck out of, pulled in, pulled out of? 0344 499 1000. Good evening, Andy. Uh, good evening, etc. and all that. Yes. Um, but did, oh, so she was stuck in the taxi for an hour. Yes. During which time everyone basically pointed and laughed. Yes. Yes. Well, what else is could you do? That that's what makes us British. Um, although indeed, saying that indeed. there is a famous Confucius saying Confucius, he says there is nothing funnier than watching your next door neighbour fall off his roof. That's a true. That's a real. I but think that's, that's a real Confucius. That's true. Absolutely true. Yeah. And although I wouldn't have liked to have been Rod Hull. Rod Hull's well, neighbour. No, no, that would have been horrific. A man dying. Yeah, that mm. would have been horrific. Mm. So this Gonch thing, right? Yeah. Um. When I was at uh, at school in in what in, in where I went to school in Crawley it was called a middle school. Oh yes, I went to a middle because school because yes. Crawley was so a bit trendy. And instead of having infants and junior, we yeah. had first and middle and upper. Yeah, so yeah. did we. Right. Yeah. Did, did you? Oh, how awful. And so did you? Didn't so you? Ian? We yes, I did. Yes. So they're not that special, oh. Andy. Crack on. Did, did you? Yes. So we, we we had a school called the Desmond Anderson Middle School, right? Um, but anyway. For school dinners, they used to have these machines in, in when you went into school, and your mother would give you 12p, which was a 10p and a 2p. You put yes. it into the machine, yes. and a plastic token came out, what? which you could subsequently exchange for your school dinner, right? Yeah. Um, Why couldn't you exchange the money for the school dinner? 
I, I don't I know, because the idea was was it prevented people from going down the shop and buying chips with it. I don't. It wasn't very well thought out. Okay. Right? Yeah. And every day there was a different colour token come came out. Yeah. And you didn't know what colour token it was going to be until that day. Right. right? Yeah. So what I what, what I and 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 if you were poor, then at the beginning of the week you would be given five tokens. Yes. So you could use them to pay for your school dinner if you were poor. Yeah. So what I used to do was, for remember the tokens were worth 12p. Yeah. I used to buy the tokens off the poor kids oh. for 5p each. Whoa! This is great exploiting the right. poor. You're like, you must have voted yeah. Tory your whole life. Yes. Oh, always. And so <laughs> you give them 5p, which is all, more money than they, they'd ever seen. Yeah. Right? And then sell it to other kids queuing up at the machine for 10p. Oh, mate. Thereby, I made a profit of 5p. Legend. And they ended up with 2p. Absolute legend. You are a player. You're the reason, of course, that we had the financial crash of 2008. But well done you. Wow. I don't feel guilty at all for causing that. Good. Uh, You shouldn't. You've exploited Mm. the poor. So, So, but then what did the poor kids do with the 5p? Went down the shop. By crack. And chips. Yeah, chips. Oh, God. Chips and crack. Thus continuing the spiral of poverty. This is crack. This is great, yeah. Andy. I, I, I respect. Oh, what do you do for a living now? Please tell me you're like an accountant or um, you're a, you're a hedge fund no. manager. No, I'm nothing so exciting. Well, that's disappointing. Uh, Andy, thank you for yeah. that. I'm glad we got there. I'm glad we got there. Exploiting the poor. Oh, three, four, four. Four nine nine one thousand. Do you want the rabbit story again? No, I God no, 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 no. Just checking. There will be a time tonight where that's preferable. No, no, please, dear God, no, no. Thank you. Remember, we were talking about toe sucking. Yes. Well, it's there was a toe sucking scene in Poldark over the weekend. Was there? Yeah. Didn't think they went in for that. And, um... That would have been filthy. Sex scene fury. Poldark viewers were left feeling physically sick <laughs> at graphic toe-sucking scenes aired without any warning. Sex-crazed Reverend Osborne Whitworth Ooh. put a prostitute's toes in his mouth during a visit to a brothel in Sunday night's episode. Whitworth, played by Christian Brassington, 34, was seen in the act on the BBC One series just after the 9pm watershed. Hang on a minute. I've seen worse than that. But the X-rated plotline sparked outrage among some of the 4.8 million fans watching the show. Some even called it the most unpleasant television scene in history. Oh, come really? on. Really? Come on, guys. We can Let's put our heads together, dear listener. We can think of a more unpleasant scene than some bloke sucking a prostitute's toe, can't we? Can't we? Um... All right, what about the scene in The Young Ones when Vivian's um, sneezing all the time and it's not going everywhere? Or whenever Ken Barlow had an affair and kissed someone. Oh, no, that was... uh, was, um, One disgusted viewer said, that toe-sucking scene made me feel physically sick. It should have had a viewer warning. But I don't get the thing right. Toe-sucking is... 
it's nothing more or less than a kiss. In fact, it's less rude than a kiss because you can put your pee-pee in a lady's mouth. Um, but you can't put your pee-pee in a lady's toe, can you? Unless she's got a wound. Oh, God. So, I would suggest that a kiss is more disgusting than putting a toe, sucking a toe off. Someone else's mouth has probably got more germs in it than your feet. Oh, God, yeah. Mm. Definitely. And would, so, you, would you lick a lavatory? No. So, but you'd lick someone else's mouth? No. So, put a toe in your mouth and suck it off. Yeah. It's just like sucking um, a boiled sweet, really, because there's no discharge. Oh, God. It's maybe a little cheesier than a boiled sweet. Um, Abby Wood said, as if he wasn't already the most disgusting character on the show, he starts sucking a toe. I'm actually gagging right now. Yeah, gagging for it, Abby Woods. See, there's the point. He's supposed to be an odious character. It's not supposed to be sexy. You're supposed to find it disgusting. And it's worked. So enjoy the drama, Here guys. Go. Here we go. The scene had been deemed too racy for the 1970s version of the period drama when Whitworth was played by Christopher Biggins. No! He filmed the toe-sucking scene, but bosses refused to broadcast it somewhere. There are bootleg VHS tapes of Christopher Biggins sucking off a toe. Somewhere! I'm feeling a little stirring down below. Um, 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. I don't know where to go with this next call. Oh. I was kind of um, talk- hoping that if I spoke long enough, someone else would call in and we wouldn't have to take... We don't have to take it anyway. Um, we can just let it go. But that feels a little mean-spirited because I'm a good-natured kind giving soul having studied many of the world's most popular faiths i am a very and and come to the conclusion they're all bunkum the jesus one the allah one the the jewish one the jehovah one they're all nonsense um but i have learned to be kind-hearted and generous that's basically the message of all of these nonsenses uh, these organized religions and so do we I mean, we've told the caller to leave the show alone, mm. and yet the caller, Paul in Stoke Poges, has continually emailed in. I blocked his email, so I can't see it, and uh, he's continually called in. Do we make this the absolute last? Well, if you make it the last, it won't. If you make it the last, and you've got to let him on, you can't. You can't make it the last again. Is he if doing... we get another email. Yes. Salam alaikum. Walaikum salam. I meant it, love and peace, yes. Except when you're writing emails. No, I did call you an idiot, but you called me a bell end live on air before. Mate, you are a bell end. Okay. No, I don't think I am a bell end. I think you are because you keep sending obnoxious emails to me. Okay, the only email I called you an idiot the other day because. You always call it, you always, okay, I'm not going into it. No, don't go into it. Here's the thing, what, you keep sending us, keep sending me abusive emails, Paul. And I, no, I, I, not, I don't keep sending emails. No, you, you do, you do, mate, you do, and I don't like it. And every time I okay, ask you not do to... I ever t- do I ever tweet you or anything like that? No. I didn't say you did, mate. I said you send me, no. you send me abusive emails. Some of them are quite mean. 
Okay, I don't mean them to be mean. No, you've I know. Very kind, you've uh, been have very we had kind this? Have we had this conversation like five times already? Okay, you've been very kind to me in the past before. Yeah, I know, and you're an arsehole to me sometimes. So I don't know what where okay, this well, is going. I think you're the same towards me sometimes. Okay, well, listen. If phoning in annoys you, don't. No, it doesn't don't, annoy me. I've well, got, I've it, just got... it does because you send emails in. Listen, okay. if if it, if it happens one more time, I'm going to make the decision that we don't answer your calls anymore, for your sake as much as ours. All right. Okay, I respect that, Kath, your decision, I respect that. Okay, there we go. Okay, can I say what I've got to say tonight? <laughs> Hit me. Okay. Yes, I, I actually looked up your picture, what you look like tonight, Kath. You, you do look like Emma Willis, as I said, yeah. That's the truth. Anyway, what I've got to say is about Poldock. You were talking about Poldock. I think the guy, the actor that plays Poldark, will be the next James Bond. Don't you think? I don't know who it is. I don't care. He's, uh, I think his name's Aiden. So yeah, I think um. he's okay. I think he'll be the next James Bond. Yeah, that's 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 great news. Okay. Thanks for calling. Thanks, Paul. Thank you. There we go. I mean, um, anybody, please. Late Night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0344 499 is the telephone number. What have you been stuck in or stuck out of? Uh, when did you go gonch at school and try and make a few quid? And you know the school. You can call in about anything. It's a la- kind of laid-back um, show tonight. We might do um, Stormwatch again later on this evening, just to see how it's progressing across this great nation of ours. We are a national broadcaster. <laughs> yeah, right in the places that can get DAB, and that ain't many. Um, but, uh, so we, we, we should really, uh, I, I've just got a feeling this storm ain't going to come anywhere near me. And I, we need a thunderstorm, man. I've got headache, I'm sweaty, the weather's very close and humid. We need it to clear the air. I've seen the satellite pictures. Apparently it's over my house. Jesus. Yeah. Um, 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call you'd be more than welcome uh, we had um, david badcock um phone us last night i've just noticed that david is on twitter yes um it's at the david um, he spelled his name babcock i don't quite know why um but he was very very angry um yesterday about um uh what's his name ed sheeran in game of thrones and it turns out loads of people were and, and there's uh, there's a picture of him he looks just like ed sheeran yeah he's not he's, he's got armor on he's got that they, they should have said yeah 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 you, you can be in it ed gotta brush your hair back though <laughs> They should have said that, because we all know what he's doing with that. Fair play to him, he's a pop star, and he's got his bald underneath that, right? Fair play, that's fine, and it's it, he could make a real big difference for young, bald men by coming out, okay? He chooses not to. The Game of Thrones people should have said, yeah, yeah, you can come on, mate, you've got to brush that hair back, though. Yeah, tie that in a ponytail. Mm-hmm. Um, Ed Sheeran was blasted by Game of Thrones last night after making his long-awaited cameo. Ed, 26, 
was a soldier in the premiere of the later, latest series, famed for catchphrase, Winter is Coming. Who, who is famed? He is, or the show is? The show, actually, Winter is Here, I think you'll find. Okay. Now. The guitar-strumming singer spoke nine words. In, here's the thing, guys. You can't make... Um, you can't make... Most musicians can't act. I'll give you Roger Daltrey. I'll give you David Bowie. They can't act. They can't do it. And he's no exception, right? By being in that scene... It was all about him because he was so awkward yeah. and he stuck out like a sore thumb. Give, let me be in it. Let me be in it. Do you know what I mean? If, you give, if you're giving it out to any Tom, Dick and Abdul, let me be in it, please. The, si- the guitar strumming singer, well, that's, okay, spoke nine words in his three minutes on screen, including a scene with ruthless killer, Aria Stark. Yeah, Aria. Viewers tore into the show online. Jesus, this is the second story in a row that's come from people, lazy, bloody, in inverted commas, journalists, and I use that term very loosely, in italics with a lowercase j, who just got, get their stories from Twitter. Do you remember, do you remember the, well, go, why don't we go and find, can someone go and find out if, if um, uh, Boris Johnson has had another affair and has got another love child? Go and find out what exactly what's going on with Brexit. Go, go and find out something important. Don't just go on Twitter go uh, oh, look there's there's some really rude tweets about Ed Sheeran that's to, that's tomorrow's newspaper column done because the thing is half of these people are not outraged at all they're sitting in front of the telly probably with a glass of wine sounding off uh viewers tore into the show online there this is go. by Andy Halls the TV editor come on Andy come on Andy you're better than this um Anthony Ergo said did anyone see him and think that's Ed Sheeran Charlie Long added, it was more of a scene to incorporate Ed Sheeran. Pointless. Mm. And Bill Landis chipped, chipped in, we have a finite amount of screen time but waste minutes on Ed Sheeran cameo. I mean, really. Like, and he sang in it. Blimey! Yeah, he did. Last night's Sky Atlantic drama saw him sing a song as Aria, played by Maisie Williams, approaches him and his pals in a forest. Was he singing that, fell in love with an Irish man, she was a singer in an Irish band? He might as well have been. Um, uh, when she says it is a pretty song, she does not know Ed's unnamed, it's a pretty song, Ed's unnamed character replies, it's a new one, off my latest CD. Yeah, it's awful, it's awful. He later blasts the show's King's Landing City as the worst place in the world. He also hands her a cooked rabbit and some... Well, you say blasts, you went, yeah, worst place ever. So do they talk like normal people yeah. in this, then? So they talk like modern day? Yeah. That's stupid. Honestly, guys, I've told you this before, and I will tell you again. Game of Thrones, it, it, <laughs> it, it's starting to let you down now. Episode one of the new series, they've got Ed Sheeran in. This is not a good sign, children. The ending of this series will be a disappointing anticlimax. You will feel cheated. You will feel betrayed. I live through Lost. I live through Fringe. I live through Battlestar. Galactica. Uh, the only one that's had an alright ending was Breaking Bad, and even that was a cop-out. Even that was a cop-out, guys. 
this show will let you... Hey, guys, have you seen uh, Game of Thrones here? No, never going to watch it because it's going to be rubbish. It is going to be rubbish. I enjoyed it, but I did make some very disapproving noises when he was on because it was just it was just pointless having him in it. In March, show creator David Benioff told how he had chased Ed, a fan of the show, to appear on it. He said, we knew Maisie was a big fan of Ed Sheeran, and for years we've been trying to get him to surprise her. It is the latest of his TV roles. He played Sir Cormac in five episodes of US drama The Bastard Executioner. Five? He was in five? He has been in Aussie soap Home and Away, Kiwi series Shortland Street, and kissed a bloke in US sitcom Undateable. I mean, goodness sakes. Really? Deary me. I mean, what is the point? What is the point, dear, dear listener? I ask you. Oh three, four 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 nine nine one thousand. The last, um, between 11 and 12. It's been a bit quiet the last couple of nights. That's fine. By the way, oh, yes, tomorrow's my last night this week. Um, I'm off Thursday and Friday. Um, and um, I shall be uh, off the radio. I shall be switching my phone off. I shall be off grid i believe they call it you're gonna Off. be naked and afraid i'm not gonna be naked no because i'm gonna be with my children there'll be nudity at some point um but um for the most part i should be we're going to a beach for one day and i as you know Catherine, i hate the beach i'm not a big beach fan. we're gonna go to uh, monkey world which is the greatest place in the world i love it um, we'll go to the New Forest, but the boys want to go to a beach for a day, and I, I really dislike the beach. When we go to a beach, um, previously, my wife kind of does the things, and I sit there and read, and I'm grumpy, and I hate being dirty, I hate my feet being covered in, in wet sand, I just, oh, I hate everything about it. You are going to have to suck, <coughs> suck it up, my friend. Yep, 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 yep that's that. Because no one's going to dig that hole but you. That is what is going to happen. Yes, yes, yes. You're going to bury them both in it? Um, no, that would be illegal. Oh. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. The late night alternative on talk radio. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late night Ian Lee on talk radio. We'll get you talking. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. I love stories like this. Guys, if you're going to bunk off from work or from school don't do it um in somewhere where there are tv cameras you absolute prunes this is a basic if you want to call in with your stories of being busted when you uh bunked off oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand this isn't all the papers i love this what a plonker a police officer jumps for joy after watching his horse win a race while he had the day off sick PC Jonathan Adams had claimed he was suffering symptoms of irritable bowel syndrome that day and was too, too ill to work. A misconduct hearing was told. Gosh, it went to a misconduct hearing. Um, oh, look, here we go. Look, look, look. But he was caught on live TV celebrating as a nag owned by a syndicate he was linked to romped in scooping a quarter of a million pounds and there's a brilliant picture of him all dressed up and um in front of the cameras um mm. bosses saw the footage and launched a probe into that and two other sick days he took what a chancer pc adams 32 claimed watching racing when ill was therapeutic 
and a coping mechanism. I thought when you had IBS, you had to be right, you had to be sat on the toilet all the day. I thought that was was uh, the deal there. But force lawyer Stephen Morley told the hearing our position is he wasn't sick at all. He was throwing a sickie to go horse racing. The clip suggests the officer was well enough to come to work. He was well enough to be in the royal enclosure jumping around. Uh, Gloucester-based PC Adams was filmed by Channel 4 Racing celebrating Quiet Reflections win in the Commonwealth Cup at Ascot on June 17th last year. He had tried to put the week off but was refused. Oh, this is, uh. a, this is a... Guys, this is a basic. This is a basic. Bosses at Gloucestershire police found the officer was also at races in Nottingham twice last year when he was off sick with a migraine. But PC Adams's lawyer, Richard Shepherd, told the hearing in Gloucester to alleviate his stress, IBS and his migraines, he watched horses. He was sick and he mitigated the symptoms by going horse racing. PC Adams denies misconduct if found guilty. He faces the, tra- the trial, uh, the trial continues. Put that to one side, officers. There is a trial still ongoing. But, 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 this is a, this is a basic. When, if you, if you want to, if you try and book time off, um, you've got to weigh up the pros and cons because if, if your boss says no, then you can't play the sick card. You've either got to go in with the, I want to book the time off and then accept the decision if it goes again you, or you've got to do the sickie. And here's the thing, you never do the sickie and then go to a place that has television cameras. That's a standard. I mean, I know it's it's an old classic phone-in and we've done it before and people have been at, you know, pop concerts or the red carpet on something and they've been seen by by their uh, their teachers or something but i'm always happy to take those phone calls when have you been busted when you have been out and about and uh, either taking the time off school or taking the time off work oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call we will do another storm wash in just a few minutes time so um it's our public duty it is our public duty i never forget when we were at the other place and we had to do um when there was snow we had to read out the schools that had closed down i always thought that was the most stupid waste of time because a we didn't have any listeners and no one was gonna people were really gonna get their information from us and also if you've got a kid and it's snowing why listen to the radio station phone up the school is school on today no okay thank you very much indeed ah uh, but the schools were telling them to listen to us well the schools were idiots the other thing is much as you might list all the schools, you can't list every single school no. every five minutes. No. So as people are tuning in, they might have missed their school going out. And it, oh, it was just a flipping nightmare. It was stupid, guys. And also boring for everyone else. Boring for me! Yeah. In the end, I refused to do it. And so Justin would do it outside. <laughs> He'd read it and I'd make um, disapproving um, disapproving noises. Well, it was... Um going on i'm suddenly very very tired i've been hit by a wave of exhaustion i think it's because i know that i've got a couple of days off coming up soon i'm going to take some time off in june well, i was going to say in june hang on a second where let me just get the, uh, the date it is the uh it's nearly the end of july there's me saying i'm going to take some time off in june it's nearly the end of july for crying out loud Maybe I'll take some time off in September. I don't know. Um, Love. How long does Love Island go on for? It seems to be going on forever. Oh, and it's a competition. There's a £50,000 prize. What for? The number of of notches on your bedpost. Is that how they get it? It was already the most... It feels like it's been going on forever, this programme. And I've, I've, I've only seen about 30 seconds of it. And it was awful. 
It was already the most tawdry show on television. And then four couples were filmed having sex during just one episode on Sunday night. Yet despite Love Island plumbing new depths, by the way, Ofcom, Ofcom, those guys, has still refused to investigate the programme. Investigate that programme! Leave us alone! Claiming the audience are aware of its sexual content. Nearly 100 complaints have so far been made about the ITV2 series, including it being... including 26 about it being it and, and by the way if anyone's ever watched this program can you call it we've done this before where we've said if you've ever watched the show can you give me a call and no i i think it's one of those dirty secrets that no one admits to to watching people must watch it because it gets it gets shed loads of viewers and it's in all the papers it wouldn't be in the papers it's got to be on the front page of um one of the, uh, the the papers, maybe not today, it's normally on the front page, and it, it will only be in newspapers because they will sell more newspapers when they write about it. Now, so people must be obsessed with it. We tried it, didn't we? We gave it about five minutes. It was I don't, so I don't remember seeing that. I saw about 30 that seconds of it. I didn't really understand it. Including 26 about it being incompatible. Unless Paul Donan's in it, I'm not interested. Including 26 about it being incompatible with generally accepted standards. But Ofcom ruled yesterday that the two million who regularly tune in expect to see adult themes and content. Our rules to protect audiences are clear, are they? It said, we take into account a range of factors, including the time of broadcast, the likely audience, and whether the content was at all justified. Really, guys? email I have to write today. Sunday's show ended with eight contestants having sex. They included middle-class bomb disposal expert Camilla Thurlow. I bet something went off. You make your own jokes there. Who was once linked to Prince Harry. <gasps> the 20... By the way, we got, when I finish reading this story, guys, we're going to do another live weather watch. So start do- dialing, please. Oh, th- I think I've got the hang of it now. 0344 499 We'll take calls straight to air. Um, I want to know where you are and um, whether it is raining where you are, please, guys. Okay, so just start dialing now. We'll come to you as soon as I finish this. 0344 499 the 28-year-old supposedly caught the prince's eye in the summer of 2014 and was r- rumoured to have kissed him in a London nightclub. Although asked about him on the show, she said a lady never tells. Well, yeah, a lady never goes on a programme where the aim is to shag as many people as you can. Miss Thurlow had seemed wholesome and innocent during Love Island's first six weeks. Flipping it! God, how long have they been out there? Six weeks! At least! Her background hardly made her a likely reality TV star. Oh, she, she also worked for the Halo Trust charity close to Princess Diana's heart. It's what Diana would have wanted. Yet Miss Thurlow has now pole danced, dated three different men and answered questions about her sexual habits. And on Sunday night, she demonstrated she has fully embraced the vulgar nature of the show as she had sex in the communal bedroom with Calvin Klein model Jamie Jewett. Night vision cameras installed throughout the Mallorcan villa also showed three other couples having sex. Last night she spoke in graphic detail about Dewitt's prowess. The couple are now seven to four favourites to win the show and share the £50,000 prize in next Monday's live final. 
Gosh. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Taking us up to the uh, to twelve o'clock. We'll be taking live weather watch across the country, guys. We will take calls straight to where, as you tell us where you are and whether it's raining. Line one. Oldham, no rain. Where? Where was that? Sorry, caller. Oldham. Golden. Oldham. 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 Golden. 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 Okay, so Ronnie Golden, it's no rain. Let's go to line two. Line two, where are you? What's the weather, Sitch? It is not raining in Las Vegas. Las Vegas? Yes. Piss off your flash kit. Not- <laughs> it's to Las Vegas. Won that. Um, line three, where are you? Um, is it wet there? Um, I mean, not the... I know it's wet. No, it's not like that's my tap. It's dry. It's still dry, is it? It's as dry as a badger's bum. Front and... They don't exist. Front and back? Just check in. Yep. Thank you very much indeed, caller. Um, line five, where are you and what's the weather like? Derby, not raining. Thank you very much indeed, although it sounds miserable there. Line six, where are you? What's the weather like? Uh, it's finishing, uh, but that's all right now. Well, well that makes a big change from the last call that caller made. He was in a terrible state of affairs. He wanted us to send the emergency services. Mm-hmm. Um, line six, um, where are you? What's the weather like? Cambridge, and it's lightning and raining. OK, because... Uh, because uh, earlier we were told it wasn't wet in Cambridge. No, it, it, it just started about ten minutes ago. Can we hear it? Well, no, because my window is very thick. I'll try and open the window now. No, there's no, there's no sound of the thunder. It's just like the old sil- really silent thunder. Silent thunder. Um, line seven. Where are you? What's the weather like? It's Shrewsbury, it's muggy, it's down for AA Road Watch. Thank you very much indeed. Um, 0344 499 1000. Let's go to line 8. Line 8, where are you? What's the weather like? <laughs> wow, that's, um, that sounds terrible. Line 7, where are you? What's the weather like? I'm in the Fens, and it's raining here. Bit he- of electrical storm going on. Is it heavy rain or soft rain? It's sort of stop. Oh, can you hear that? No. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand guys. And can we just say to all of our weather watchers that call in, you are heroes. Forget the fire service, forget the police, forget the blooming ambulance people. We all know it's been confirmed by the government they're earning too much money. You guys are doing it for free. You're real heroes. Line 9, where are you? What's the weather like? I'm in Brighton and it's just starting to thunder. Oh! Oh! Thunder in Brighton. That sounds like a gay club, which I'm sure there are plenty of and um, I bet they're wonderful places to hang out. When I say hang out, I don't mean men's penises hanging out, um, like in a a display for other men to go, "Mm, no thanks, no thanks, I'll take two of those. I don't mean that at all. Um, I just mean to hang out as in, um, just be with other other gay guys and there doesn't have to be any sexual uh, subtext to them hanging out. Um, but, um, but they can be. They can be, and it is well known that, that um, homosexual men 
um, uh, they have got more of a testosterone thing that makes them um, more well, 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 sexually. Some, some they have... are at it no. like rats up a drain well, pipe, and, and that I mean that in the metaphorical that. sense, and also in actual the descriptive sense no. of the, the the filth that oh, those deviants God. get up to. I'm so sorry. Line ten, where are you? What's the weather like? Hong Kong, not raining. Right, can people from abroad stop phoning up? This is this is a this is a British thing, okay? This, I'm not interested in the weather abroad, okay? Because we are not abroad. We are in we are in Britain. We are national. Use that term very very loosely because most of you can't pick us up on DAB. But still, um, uh, but we uh, yes. So just from this country, please. Thank you. Oh three four four. Four nine nine one thousand. We've got two minutes and thirty seconds left of um, this uh, weather watch, and it is very, very important. I know lots of people will be listening to us um, to 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 get the update. So let's just wait for more calls to come. Flooding as a weather joke for you, but not uh, if you've actually suffering a flood at the moment. Um, to for more calls to come flooding in. Let's just wait. Oh three four oh three four four. Come on, guys. There we go. Here we go. Line nine. Where are you? What's the weather like? <laughs> that is disgusting. That Horrible. is not. That I is mean. not. Um, that is not appropriate at all. Apologies uh, to anyone offended by um, by that. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the uh, telephone number. If you want to give us a call, please, and let us know where you are. And what's the weather like? We'll be putting all of these um, uh, these places and these weather reports on the Talk Radio weather map, which you can access by going to talkradio.co.uk slash live interactive weather map. Um, and we'll be adding all of those um, at some point over the next few weeks. Won't be able to do it tonight. Of course, we're a little bit too busy. Um, let's go to line one. Where are you? What's the weather like? I'm a black cabbie and it's raining in Pick My Willy. Um, what, uh, where's Pick My Willy? Where is that? Is that a place? Is Pick, before I, because these old English names, is Pick My Willy a place? Can you Google that? Pick, I'm not Googling that. Right, okay. Well, I, I'm going to give that guy the benefit of the doubt, because no. I, 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 I... I doubt. Line two, where are you? What's the weather like? West London, snowing. Wowzers. Are, are you sure? I've just checked. Thank you very much indeed. Well, okay, wow. There, there's an exclusive. Um, uh, it's snowing in West London. I'll be going out that way, so, um, I'll, before I leave... I'll probably change my tyres. Always keep um, snow tyres in the boot of the car. Didn't think I'd need them uh, in July, but I'll be doing that. It took me about two hours to change all of the tyres, but if, if there is snow there, like that caller said, then that is certainly worth doing. OK, that's the end of uh, the live weather watch this hour. We'll be doing that again at the end of the next hour, taking you up to uh, one o'clock. These things change all the times. In the meantime, though, you can give us a call. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the telephone number. My name is Ian Lee. This is The Late Night Alternative, only on Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Dear listener, you can give us a call about absolutely anything. How did you make money when you were a kid at school? And have you ever been busted by bunking off? 0344 499 uh, We will call you back. You're listening to me, Ian Lee, the late night alternative, only here on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Talk Radio. Digital debate for the UK. 
hears a voice that keeps on calling me Down the road, it's where I'll always be Every stop I make, I make a new friend Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone again Maybe tomorrow, I'll wanna settle down Until tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on Down this road Never seems to end When you adventure Lies just around the bend So if you want to join me For a while Just grab your hat Come travel like that's old style Maybe tomorrow I'll want to settle down Until tomorrow The whole world is my home is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you can call in about absolutely anything. We'll do the weather watch before the end of the show, just so that we're all up to date on our journeys home. What is this, you dirty git? Someone has sent me a picture of um, his midnight snack. It is, well, it is the Hawaiian pizza, Mm. which is, was not um, invented by an Hawaiian. But to make it even worse, he's put grapes on top of it. Hey, you know we had Domino's the other night? They started doing this new thing. Chocolate pizza. Oh, I saw. Have you so tried it's, them? It's, no, it looks disgusting. Why would anyone want to do that? It looks absolutely disgusting. When, when we were in Japan once, um, we went to a pizza restaurant and they had a dessert pizza. And it was like a normal pizza with like cheese and tomato topping. But then it had like... Um, like hundreds of thousands and jelly babies and uh, like candies on it. Ugh! And cheese. Yeah, yeah. Dirty but The swans. thing is, the Japanese are nuts. <laughs> that honestly, they, you, you've never been to a more insane country. <laughs> uh, they do, they just don't know. You know, they don't, don't know the difference between right and wrong. Those crazy <laughs> Japanese. And um, here's a story written by our favourite new uh, science correspondent, Colin Fernandez. I love that guy. Colin Fernandez. You know, if if this if you get a story in the Daily Mail. Written by the science correspondent Colin Fernandez. You know it's going to be brilliant. We are bombarded daily by forecasts that use the latest computer modelling. 
but three in four of us are still more likely to rely on old wives' tales to predict the weather. Um, uh, it, it, several, I'm, I'm avoiding reading bits of this because I don't want to give away. Uh, it's got some of the wives' tales, and it says what are true and what are false. Okay, so I don't want to give them away just yet. The Met Office found 58% of UK adults believe weather proverbs are accurate to some degree, and two-thirds of these say they can be more reliable than official forecasts. Um, not all of... The Met Office looked at several of the best-known pieces of folklore to see which are scientifically accurate... And which are myths? Met Office forecaster Charlie Powell said, Some of these weather sayings are backed up by science. Others are nothing more than old wives' tales. But either way, none of the methods are as accurate as official forecasts from Met Office. All right, mate, calm down. So, red sky at night, shepherd's delight. True or false? Um, True. Well, what does okay? Well, what does it mean then? It means that it will be a nice morning, doesn't it? Um, yeah, it's true. It's a sign of fair conditions to the west, from where most of our weather comes. From whence? The weather comes from the west. Well, well, well. High pressure traps dust and dirt in the air. This scatters blue light, leaving only the red light in the sky. Oh. It's too cold to snow. No, no such thing. Sorry? No such thing as you it being too sure? cold to snow. Are you sure? Uh, you're right, it's untrue. Um, it's believed by 62% of the uh, people, but it's untrue. The colder the air, the less water vapour there is in it, reducing the chance of snow. However, there are many other factors, and in the UK, it's unlikely to be cold enough to stop it snowing. Now, here's an interesting one. Cows lie down when it's about to rain. Well. Well? No. Huh? No. I've seen... I've, no. Well, um, it's, it's bollocks. Because in some countries they think that a cow will um, face the other way when it's going to There is rain. no scientific backing for this at all. And then it, then it has this really mysterious line at the end of this one. Cows lie down for many reasons. What? Tired. You ever tipped a cow? No. No, I've never. You know, you know when they sleep standing up, you can push them over. I've never done it. I've never done it. There were t- there were two things when I was a kid. Um, uh, uh, sort of kid. When I was fifteen. You'd go off with your mates and you you drink Thunderbird in the park. And one of the things you would do was go and tip cows. And I never did that. But the other thing I did was um, uh, go and grab the electric yes, fence. Yes. I used to grab the electric fence. There's a brilliant clip on on YouTube of I think is she Irish or is she a Kiwi? I can't remember. This girl doesn't she touch the electric fence with her bare ass, and then she gets thrown forward into a cow cow pat yeah. that's what she, and it's i mean it's just a wonderful cha- she pulls down her leggings and her pants and exposes her bare bum gets an electric shock and then goes flying off into gets her face covered in, it's, it's one of those things that's just I mean, it is deliciously funny and it's been seen by millions of people oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand um, we used to hold hands and someone had touched the fence. It would go through everyone. Rain before seven, fine by eleven. Oh no. Yeah, it's true. I've never <laughs> even heard that. That's just words that rhyme. Rain before seven, fine by eleven. It's believed by 32% of the people and is often true. Wow. Our weather systems can sweep across very quickly, so four hours is often enough time for rain to pass. An open pine cone is a sign of good weather. 
Now, I think that that might be true. Yeah. Because yeah. it's been dry. In so it's dry weather, pine cones dry out, which causes their scales to stand out. Yeah, boom. Giving an open appearance. Here's the thing. When you've worked in local radio, the thing you will always get is you will get uh, some dumb producer will say, I know what. Why don't we get the crazy old guy who lives in our town, who does the weather with seaweed, why don't we get him on? Oh, Jesus, do we have to? Do we really have to? I mean, those guys, I, I mean, God, dearie me. What is it with those people that have those weather-watching stations in their back gardens? I mean, Dullsville. Is there really anything duller than going out and measuring the rain in a yoghurt pot? Come on, man. Get a life. Oh, there was um, uh, three millilitres of uh, millimetres of rainfall over the past seven days. If I just put this on the graph and we compare precipitation over the last five years at this time... Goodness oh, I'm finding that quite erotic. Jesus, some, I mean, here's the thing, right? Some people really do need to um, uh, be executed. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and home weather watchers, I just think there's no, there's nothing um, good about those guys. And here's the thing as well, right? Nowadays, you don't even go out in the garden and, and measure the rain in the yoghurt pot. It's all done on a com- You've got it on your phone. So you go and put a weather station out in the garden and you give it, and then you go, oh, well, the, um, the latest data on my weather watching app is, and oh, for crying out loud, who cares? Who ca- here's the thing, right? Who cares about the weather? No one does. No one, no one actually can. I never understood why you have the weather is such a big part of the news on the telly and on the radio and all of that. No one cares. Oh, it's important for farmers to know. Well, why? And what are they going to do? What are they going to do that's different? Oh, it's raining. Okay, so the plants are going to grow. Yeah, it's not raining. Okay, plants. Well, who what difference does it make? They need to know whether their cows are going to be standing up or sitting down. No one needs... To, this is the thing, and the BBC almost did it when they sacked off the Met Office and did this stupid thing called Weather Watchers. It's not the same as the Weather Watchers we're doing. This is a good, a good thing. Better? But they would get pe- people to... Uh, they would literally get people to um, tweet, text in and tweet in what the weather was like. Maybe do a nice picture of the sky off... Christ, crying out loud. Don't be so stupid. And well, Good morning, weather watchers. Thanks. We've had a lovely picture in from Maisie69, who's in Luton. And it's a lovely picture of a daffodil opening up to greet the gorgeous sun. I forget stuff. Who cares? Who cares about the weather? No one cares about the weather. You get these pompous, soulless, humourless, dull people that... It, it, Sam, is he either coming on or not? Don't stand there and have a conversation. I don't know if you've noticed, I'm padding for crying out loud. Either put him on or cut him off. Um, it, it, these dull, humourless, soulless people. Galen, don't talk to the production team. I'm sat here filling for crying out loud. Jesus Christ on a bike. It's an idiot. Galen! Hello? Yes, Galen! I know I've got to turn the radio down. Yeah, turn the radio off, you muppet. I have, I have. Right, what were you talking to Sam about? Um, well, uh, talking about uh, 
difference, but uh, um, between um, um, humanitarian beings, actually. What? Cows, cows act in a different way as weather, but horses and ponies don't. What are you saying? Say that again, but in a way that makes sense. Um, cows, cows are quite bright, actually. When, when um, was the last time you had a good conversation with a cow? Uh, a couple of months ago. Was, if uh, cows uh, were bright, Galen, then they would anyway, form an army uh, and they'd break out of the um, uh, prison camps we've got them in. Um, they'd be so lucky. Um, no, I, I, know, I know, I was brought up with horses. Well, I was um, brought up with my family. Well, to put it straight, I mean, that's the way it goes. Uh, that's the way it goes, buddy. Horses and ponies, they always know where the weather is coming from. Because you can see the way they stand, the way they're directed. Always the case. You, you literally, you're just saying words, and none of the, the horses know which way the weather's com- coming from because they stand directed always. No, they, no, they're naturalists, as simple as that. Um, They're naturalists, so they don't wear clothes. What's that? Yeah. What, what are you talking about, man? I'm talking about weather conditions. Okay. To easily um, pick them up um, if you have horses or ponies. Right. Basically, I suppose. Okay. What will what will, what what will a horse comes down to. Yes. What will a horse tell you about the weather then? I uh, well, um, I, I know about it because I usually work outdoors anyway, so I know all about it anyway. But, well, tell uh, me about it. I, I've noticed you do this. You say you know things. You say you say you know things, and then when you're asked questions about the things you claim to know, you never go into specifics. Well, uh, um, I could, uh, of course I could go into... Go, do it then, go into specifics. About a horse. A horse's ass. Yes, about a horse's ass. <laughs> or a pony's ass. Um, no, he, um, he, we can always tell. We can always tell. Go on then, explain, by go the, explain. the way that they're pointing, actually. Right, well, and what does never, that... What does point into the wind heavily, never do. So what does the way a horse, a horse is pointing tell you? What's that? What does the direction a horse is pointing tell you about the weather? Oh, get off. I, I mean, I uh, actually, I know where it's coming from anyway, so I can tell... Uh... Here we go. So you can, you phone up and say you know stuff, then when you're asked a question about it, you never oh. go into specifics. It's like that band well, you're in. Well... T- Get off! It doesn't work like it doesn't work like that. It's it's it's, bit, it's always a two way thing. Actually, it, it doesn't work like that. What doesn't work like what, Galen? Weather conditions. It's not. It's it's. Uh, I, I just. I, I I'm just mentioning. Um, Do you know a woman called Hewlin? What's that? Do you know a woman called Hewlin? Nope. Not at all. Don't know an artist. No. No. Why? Because she, cause someone called in the other day claiming to know you. Uh, I'd be surprised at that because nobody knows um, 
anyway. Yeah, someone, she called in and said she knew you, and I just wondered. I just wondered what the hell is going on. Um, um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I just found out about horses. No, I, I... I wind direction. Yeah, but anyway. you've not been able to tell me anything about the horses and the wind direction. You've said nothing, which makes me... Well, makes it, well it, 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 but it doesn't work that, like, like that way. You, you, because of the direction they're going in, you can tell where the, the wind direction is coming from, for a start. Right. Um, so the direction know, the so horse is facing in tells you which direction the wind is coming from. That's it. Well, the, the direction of its ass. Aye. Is that? A, is it a joke? <laughs> I'm confused. No, it's no, it's true. It's true. Well, I have a couple of horses then and find out. No, That's I've true. got you on. You're apparently an expert. Why don't you tell me? What's that? I get the feeling, Galen, that, and this is fine if it's the case, that you like to make things up when you come on the radio. Get off, get off, like hell, get off. I'm more, in, more intellectual than, and anyway, and that's private. Um, but no, no, definitely not. Okay. Definitely not. Okay, so you... you, uh, you quite, you're... quite the opposite, actually. Okay, so you're still making music? Um, all, as always. That's and what kind of like. music it would tell me, describe the music to me, what's it like? <sighs> Depends what mood I'm in, I suppose. Um, um, jazzy, bluesy, whatever. Okay, who are quite your influences? Folky quite, quite folky at the, mo at the moment. Who are your influences? Uh, all of them, all of them. All of them? On the board. Oh, all of them along the board, so. okay. Tell me about your archaeology. Um, uh, uh, um, Where have you been? It? Where have you been? All over the place. Yeah? You see, do you see what, do you see what I'm saying? You're, you just speak in vagaries. There's never any, anything specific from you. No, but I've been all over the place. Give me an actually. example of where you've been uh, doing your archaeology. Uh, Yorkshire, off the top of my head. Okay, and what was the best thing you found in Yorkshire? Um... All kinds of things, I bet. Um, it depends, it depends what we're, uh, working on. Yeah, and, okay. Uh, well, tell me about the, tell me about the dig in Yorkshire. What were you working on and what did you find? Oh. Yeah. Um... Mm. Um, ah, uh, yes. one site, uh, one site I found most of a pottery. Most of a pottery? Mm. Like a, a vase or something? No, get off. No, get off. It was bits and pieces. It was, it was, it was, um, Iron Age stuff, actually. Okay, nice. So we're going back to, I don't know... When was the Iron Age? I can't remember. Whatever. When was the Iron Age? What were the years? Well, it depends where you No, want it doesn't. To no, it doesn't. It. When, when was the Iron Age? What were the it years? It does depend where one wants to stick it, actually. Where would you stick um, the Iron Age? Archaeologists think in different ways. Where would you stick um, the Iron Age? What years? This was about... Oh, when I was digging up, it was about, it was about sort of two, 200... Um, AD sort of thing. Okay. All Roughly. Right. Okay, Galen. Well, thanks very much for your call. Galen? 
Hello. Yep, thanks for your call. Oh, sorry, sorry. Um, um, um. Here we go. I mean, I just, I, there's, there's more going on there than I could. That was uncomfortable, wasn't it? Was that as uncomfortable for you guys listening as it was for me doing it? There's something going on there, and I don't quite know what. Don't quite know what. We'll get to the bottom of that mystery one day, or maybe we won't. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. The late night alternative with Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Was he talking about the Bronze Age? Iron Age. Um, sense at last, it's David Badcock. Oh, phew. Who's now on Twitter as at Bent Badcock. Mate, you know that's not my real name. What is, what is the Twitter handle? Have have I got it wrong? Is it, well, I've only just joined, is it the real Badcock? I don't know, you tell me. I thought it was at Bent Badcock. Is it the David Badcock? I don't know. What is it? Let's just say that. You say it. I don't, I'm, I'm, I don't know what it is. Okay. Anyway, anyway. Have, have I been ringing in too much? Uh, what, tonight? Yes, you, this this one call is way too much for us. I mean, in general. Oh, what makes you ask? Because I think, uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, I've rang in about five times consecutively now. <laughs> 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 All right, Caddick. Um, um, well, uh, you, your calls have been, um, have certainly been enjoyed by at least some of the listeners. Right. Well, I've actually got something to, to, to contribute. Oh, to even better! Even better! Fantastic! I got something stuck once. Oh. Mm. Go on. Now, it's a long story, but I've, I've cut it down. Okay. <laughs> Fine. We haven't got... Listen, for some reason, we haven't got any phone calls, so you, you take as long as you want. Lovely jubbly. But if I do see an interesting name pop up on the screen, I'll, I'll put you on hold. That's absolutely you're, you're kind of, you're kind of, our, you know, um, you know when people do something and it goes wrong and they go, well, well, what's plan B? You're my plan B, okay? Right. So, um, basically, I'll keep you on, but if anybody else phones in, I'll, I will push them to the front of the queue and they can interrupt you. How's about that? Does that sound fair? Good. Right, away you go. What did you get stuck in where and when? Have you ever put water in the in a freezer and it's it's got to the point just before it freezes and you disturb it and it freezes solid? What do you mean ice? Have you ever made ice? That's the one. I've made ice. Yes. Right. I made some ice lollies. <laughs> Isn't it funny hearing an adult say ice lollies? And by the way, my kids prefer an ice lolly over an ice cream. The idiots. I had a mint choc chip magnum today on the mm. way in. Right, no, that's, a nice, that's a nice ice cream. Thank you. I disturbed the one of the isolates yes. with an, an appendage. Oh. Finger? Let's say, let's say my finger. Okay. Was it your finger or was it your penis? Let's say my finger. Why was your penis in the freezer? Was it a hot day? The icy grip... Secured my finger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Instantly. Oh. And began to burn with, oh, with the ice. The ice burn on the finger. Finger. Yes. Tip of the finger. Was, it, was it the eye of the finger? It was the tip. Of the finger. The fingertip. The fingertip. Yeah. Not the full finger. That would be crazy. 
not the balls of the finger or the hand. The tip of the I, finger, the eye of the finger. I instantly ran over to the hot tap. Oh! <sighs> Careful. Now, now, and you're with me, aren't you? You're with me. Yeah, well. What would you rather have? The icy grip or boiling water on your pain, uh, finger? <sighs> I was faced with this dilemma. That was a real, that was a real dilemma. Right. So, what would you have done? Um, I would have poured um, scalding water on your pe- your finger. Well, that's what I did. I, I, I burned for quite a while. Wowzers! That really is. Um, that really is it. A chest freezer. Button. Um, that really is quite an uncomfortable story you've shared with us, and it's a lesson to everybody: don't um, touch ice lollies just at their freezing point with your p- uh, finger. David, did you get it looked at? Did you get it seen to? I was too embarrassed, Kathleen. Mm. Send me a picture of it, David. I'm I'm kind of medically trained. I've I've seen some DVDs, um, and I'd I'd love to look at it. I'd I'd love to. Also, I'd love to perform an exorcism on you. Right? Would you like? Because I'm learning, and I think I can get out all of the bad spirits. I think I can work out all of the bad spirits from within you. Would you let me do that? Would that be an over the phone thing or in person? I'd have to. It'd have to be. It would be an in the mouth thing. Oh God! I beg your pardon. I'd have to be there, right? And I have a very unusual technique that involves me. Um, uh, involves my mouth. Are you being saucy? I'm being very saucy, David. Thank you very much indeed for calling. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Talk radio. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We're about we're about eighteen or nineteen minutes away, dear listener, from the uh, last stormwatch of uh, the evening. And boy, oh boy, if it's if I miss this storm, I'll be gutted. I love a good storm. I love a good storm. The sound of the rain and the wind battering down while you're you're in bed. I love it. I can't think of anything better. Um, what have I written here? I oh, know we've done that one. We've done that one. We've done that one. Where's the mirror? Ay 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 Um, no, done that one. Um, oh, here we go. This is good. This is good. Oh, no, let's do, let's do uh, Jesus. Let's do Jesus. We'll do Jesus. There's a story in the papers about the Turing Shroud. Everyone knows that's not Jesus, right? Everyone knows that that's not Jesus. Everyone, I thought everyone knew that. What are the chances of having a tea towel with Jesus's face on? What are the ch- The chances are very, very slim. Yet people think it was Jesus. It is a matter of faith for Christians, not all Christians, only the nutty ones, not the sensible ones, not the sensible nice ones, the the the, the Kens of this world, the nut the, the nut jobs. It is a matter of faith for Christians that the shroud of Turin was wrapped around the body of Jesus after he was crucified. They had it um they had it carbon dated, and, and it was like from like five hundred years after Jesus. 
Also, Jesus was black, wasn't he? What? He wasn't white. Middle Eastern. Yeah. Well, so he was, he was swarthy. He was dark. Mm. That's the face of Robert Powell on there. I don't really understand why your beard would leave an imprint. Oh, but no, but it's ju- it's a real person. Yeah, I know, but... But it's can't... not Jesus. Mm. Now experts say they have new evidence supporting their belief. Nanoparticles of blood from a... Hang on, this doesn't make... They've missed out a paragraph. It is a matter of faith for Christians that the Shroud of Turin was wrapped around the body of Jesus. Hang on a minute. We need some... Um... I need some appropriate music here. Hang on a second. Um, here we go. This is all. No, here we go. Play, computer, play. There we go. That's better. It is a matter of faith for Christians that the Shroud of Turin was wrapped around the body of Jesus after he was crucified. Now experts say they have new evidence supporting their belief. Nanoparticles of blood from a torture victim discovered on the linen cloth. Um, El- they've missed out a bit. This doesn't make sense. Elvio Carlino of the Institute of Crystallography in Italy said the tiny particles have recorded a scenario of great suffering whose victim was wrapped up in the funeral cloth. The 14-foot by 3-foot shroud, which is currently displayed at St John the ba- Baptist Cathedral in, Tur- Cathedral in Turin, carries a faintly stained image of a man and has been venerated for centuries as Christ's burial shroud. Scientific efforts to ascertain its authenticity have been intense, man! The latest study was carried out under Italy's National Research Council. Are they saying it is Jesus? Wow! Maybe it's Jesus! Researchers drew on previous atomic resolution studies and medical studies on patients who suffered multiple acts of trauma and torture. This story does not say anything at all, right? Professor Giulio Fanti of the University of Padua said the particles had a peculiar structure, size and distribution, not typical of the blood of a healthy person. They showed high levels of creatinine and ferritin, those guys, huh? Found in patients who suffered forceful multiple traumas such as torture. Are they saying it's Jesus or not? Let's carry on reading going to find out is it jesus or is it not jesus professor fanti said hence (laughs) hence the presence of these biological nanoparticles point to a violent death for the man wrapped in the turing shroud we're getting to the last paragraph guys is it jesus or not the findings contradict claims that the shroud was forged in the medieval era professor Hello. Professor Fanti said the characteristics of the particles cannot be artefacts made over the centuries on the fabric of the shroud. That ends the story. That told us absolutely nothing. So hang on a minute. Rewind. Did he say it's medieval? Uh, well, no, he do- he doesn't. But other people thought it was medieval. Mm. What does it mean? Is it Jesus or is it not? That doesn't clear things up at all. I thought we were going to get somewhere. 
It's taken two people to write that story in the mirror, and yet they've missed out loads of people. Oh, look, look at Hedy's getting angry on, on Twitter. No, the carbon dating was wrong because they tested particles introduced later by handling. There are earlier particles. It is a man from around 30 AD. Maybe Jesus or not, but the linen is from his time. Can they precise? Can they be that precise? Is, it, let me tell you now, guys. It ain't Jesus. It ain't Jesus Christ. The Turing Shroud, right? Don't be so stupid. Of course it's not. You absolute puddings. Can they be that precise? Well, let's assume Hedy is right. And uh, it, it, they say it's from 30 AD. Can they be that precise to get... the, the, the sh- How big is the window of precision on the Turing Shroud? And also, so some, one test said, oh, no, it's from medieval times. And someone went, ah, no, actually, it's not from medieval times. That was... It, that was some DNA that was from medieval times, but um, that was contamination. We think it's from 30 AD. But then what's to stop someone in another five years going, ah, no, that bit from 30 AD is contamination from Jesus' time. It's actually from 500 BC. And also, I mean, really? I think some people want to believe it. Of course they do. Let them. No, don't. No, don't let them. That's the problem. These idiots have the vote. Let's show. Let's go and set fire to the Turing Shroud. <laughs> but contamination must have been going on for centuries. Yeah, because yeah. they you know. Where was it? Where did they clean. find it? Where was it kept? Where was the Turing Shroud kept? Didn't they? F- I'm guessing in Turin. No, I thought it was brought back from the Crusades. Should you check? Um, guys, where was the Turing Shroud? from what is the when was the first recorded instance of someone going this is the face of jesus we've got here on this bit of cloth it's weird isn't it and surely if jesus's dna is on it we can clone him can't we let's clone jesus for Christ's sake, and I mean that literally. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. This is Talk Radio. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We are minutes away from the last weather watch of um, the evening. Let's go to Nick. Good evening, Nick. Hi, good evening. Good evening, Nick. Hello. Hello, Nick. Good evening. Uh, hi, can, can you Sorry? Hello? Oh, oh, you can. All right, I wasn't too sure if you could hear me or not. <laughs> Hello? Yes, Nick, we can hear you. We're, we're waiting to get to the point of this call, Nick. What have you called in for? Oh, oh, yeah. I was actually waiting to be connected. Uh, I was listening, and uh, people were talking about uh, some of our tragedy, uh, tragic stories sports right with broken bones and what have you oh yeah we took we were doing doing the phone in on tragic stories in sports about broken bones yes yeah so i have one for you guys um, oh okay jason are you ready for this hang on a minute jason you ready for this oh, i'm ready for it all right away you go uh, 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 uh so around one and a half years ago i was playing just locally near my town and i was playing up front 
Uh, my goalkeeper kicked the ball up high. Yeah. I tried to uh, trap it on my left leg. Yeah. And I, I was almost able to trap it, but then it yeah. just r- rolled off me. Shut up. And rolled off. I tried to grab Shut up, it you slag. Literally. Excuse me? Is this true? Is this true story? Yeah, it is. Bloody so, blimey. <laughs> So as it as as that happened, oh, yeah. uh, I tried to trap it again. Yeah. My right leg what? stuck on the ground. What? I clot. Jason, calm down. Let him tell the story. Jason's getting excited. No, I think you guys are pulling a fast one. That definitely doesn't sound like Jason in the background. I see you just changing your voice. So no, it's not me changing my voice, right? is it, Jason? No, it's not. It's me, Jason Cundy on Talk Sport. Nah. <laughs> Go on, tell us about the leg. Right, so you, 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 uh, yeah, it's all right. It's, what? Uh, no, let's be serious about this call, because I thought I called him to talk sport. There's yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, you're, 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 that's right. You've got, you're an intelligent caller. You've called talk sport. Go on in, go on in, go on in. All right, all right. Go on in. So, um, so the only distance was, the, uh, the only person between uh, me and the goal was the goalkeeper. Really. Shut up. However, when I tried to trap the ball the second time, I right leg got stuck. What? I, I kind of rolled. This is making me hard. Jason, shut up. Let him do the bloody story, Jason. Who cares you got a boner? Let him do the bloody story, Jason. It's good story. But for sports. All right. So I think, uh, I think I'll hang up now because I think... Uh, no, don't hang up. You're listening to Talk Sport no, with me, I'm Andy Goldstein and Jason Cundy. Yeah, but you don't, don't use that kind of language in radio, please. Well, we, you've made us hard with your story. All right, thank you very much. No, don't go. How does it finish? That's the calibre of caller to talk sport. They don't know they've dialed the wrong radio station. I mean, really, guys. Here's the thing, dear talk radio listener. You're so much more intelligent and so much more desirable than uh, the callers those guys get. How can you ring? How can you ring the wrong station? It's different numbers. What was he doing? They've been around far longer than us. Yeah. They've been around for years. They've got, like, literally, it's about 20 times the audience we've got. And they're all idiots. Every single one of them is as dumb as that guy. But actually, it's quite a good phone-in. If you've ever injured yourself playing sports, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. I think we've uh, locked. They can af- they can afford to lose listeners. They've got enough listeners. They don't need any more. They can afford to lose one. I hope that that guy complains to Ofcom about them. Then they'll know what it feels like. Hey, guys. Um, this is great. And I didn't know that this was happening today. And I think we need to put this in the diary for next year. Um, emojis put a smile on people's faces as they were celebrated around the globe. Fans dressed as the popular smiley text symbols. Fans dressed as the popular smiley text symbols posed in front of Big Ben to celebrate... World Emoji Day. It's not a thing. World Emoji Day. This is what civilization has come to. A day to celebrate little images 
of smiley faces or crying faces because people are too lazy to type actual words. That's what it, that's what we've come to. That's where we are now, dear listener. And they've even got their own day. The event was marked in hundreds of different ways. Okay, that makes sense because I was and one. Okay, I was seeing tweets from a. Okay, all right, it is actually a thing, right? Because I saw some tweets about these. London's Royal Opera House presented twenty well-known operas and ballets in emoji form online. And in New York, the Empire State Building was lit up in yellow. And then here's here's the rub. The symbols even star in a new film, The Emoji Movie, is out on July the 28th. I wonder. I wonder if um, they're connected. Uh, Guys, we're coming up to the last eight, seven minutes of the show. Uh, So we will be going through the papers. But, 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 just because I think this is important service that we need to provide here. Um, As we've established, TalkSport listeners are dumb. You guys are bright. You guys are intelligent. You guys are thrusting. Uh, So for the last seven minutes, it is storm watch. We've heard of floods in Cornwall. We've heard that there is uh, a thunderbolt and lightning, very, very frightening me, travelling all across the United Kingdom. Storms uh, never last, do they, baby? But you can call us now. We will take your call straight to air for the last seven minutes of the show. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. I want to know where you are. I want to know what the weather is like. And also, I think this is important, I want to know how it's making you feel. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Let's go to line one. Where are you? What's the weather like and how's it making you feel? I'm in Watford and it's dry sky at night delight. Dry sky at night no it's not no it's red sky red sky at night, Shepherd's Delight, not dry sky at night. Shepherd's Delight. Let's go to line two. Line two, where are you? What's the weather like and how's it making you feel? Hello? Was that that another talk sport caller? What the hell is wrong with these people? I I do have it on very good um, uh, uh, um, knowledge that uh, if, if someone does phone in with a really good story about a sporting injury, Jason Cundy does get an erection. It's just one of those things, guys. It's just one of those things. There is neither rhyme nor reason to it, but it happens. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Line three. Let's have a weather update, please. Yeah, just an update on Cambridge. Uh, it, it, the rain has stopped, but the lightning's still in the sky, and it's all flashing all the time. And how is it making you feel? It's making me feel a little bit scared. But uh, I'll, I'll be fine. I've got a cup of tea. Okay, thank you very much. Never drink a cup of tea during a lightning storm. Maybe you know what happens there. Line two, let's have a little weather update, please. I'm in Duxford. <laughs> Were those ducks swearing? Or was that my mind actually melting slightly? Because I'm sure those ducks was, were, were swearing. I didn't hear swears. I thought I heard swears. Swearing ducks. Oh, three, four, four. Four, nine, nine, one thousand. Let's go to uh, line three. Line three, you're on the wireless. Hi, my name's Verinda, and I'm a knobber. 
Okay, and uh, Verinda, where are you calling from and what's the weather like? Verinda? Oh, put the phone down. Okay. I mean, uh, if you're not going to take it seriously, guys, we won't be doing the weather watching again, okay? So this is actually, we're doing this. Lives depend on this. You know, there could be somebody who might die or something. Don't spoil it, guys. Yeah, so don't spoil it, guys, okay? A lot of people are listening to us for, for informazioni, as they say after in Deutsch. 0344-499-1000 is the uh, telephone number. Uh, if you want to give us a call, literally the last four minutes of the show. Don't forget, tomorrow night is my last night here um, this week. I'll be back next week. Um, so, you know, if you want to get these calls in, now is the time to do it. We certainly won't be doing Weather Watch again uh, tomorrow um, because uh, you—I'll be honest—most of you guys have ruined it. But let's let's hope for the last few minutes that we get some decent calls, please. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Let's um, let's wait for those calls to come a rolling in. If you don't call in. Um, it's your time you're wasting, not mine. I still get paid. I still get paid. <laughs> Aha! Yes, line one. If it's so beautiful, man, I'm a rubber of reeves. I'm a rubber of I'm okay, that doesn't really help us uh, in our quest for a weather update. Line two! Ian. Yes? Mate, a long time listener. Never called in before. That's not the same. W- uh, where are you and what's the weather like? Well, it's been lightning. Yes. And it's been rainy. Uh, it's muggy. Okay. Chalk ice. Oh, the chalk ice thing has got to stop. Right, that is actually good. Uh, well, next it's inappropriate, one. apart from anything else. Uh, let's try line two. Line two, the, the weather, please. <laughs> right, okay, you're a knob. Um, line three. Hello, Ian. It's a weather report from Western Superman. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely stifling hot. I've got a stinking sore throat. Oh. But it's ab- absolutely dry, and there's nothing happening at the moment. You're talking about the throat or the weather? Well, my throat is shot. It's absolutely gone. But okay. the weather, okay. the weather, and the weather report is a very, very good idea. Yes. Very interested. Sorry. Okay. Well, that, okay. Well, that was dull. Uh, um, that was, I, it was not. It's not a throat report. That's tomorrow. We'll do, we'll do that tomorrow. The last time it's the show, we'll just do how you're feeling. Uh, line, uh, line one, go on. Newcastle, it's fine. Feeling fine. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. At last. At last, we get a sensible one. For goodness sakes. I wonder how that guy's football story ended. His foot was stuck to the ground. Well, that's it. Oh, hang on, let's just take one more. Hello, caller. Right, the chalk ice thing stops now. That is not. That's not becoming a thing. Okay, that's not. We're not. We're not indulging that. Yes, caller. Hello, hi, Ian. Paul from Stoke Poges. It stopped raining, but there's still total lightning in the air and thunder. And how does that make you feel as a person? Yeah, 
Yeah, it makes you feel a bit weird, doesn't it? There we go, doesn't it indeed? And on, on that bombshell, um, thank you, uh, Sam, thank you, Catherine, thank you uh, to the callers, to this station and to TalkSport. Uh, back tonight at ten, my last show this week. I'm having a couple of nights off, so I will speak to you later on. Ta-ta! <laughs>